I got the emails about the last show, and the audio was too low. The audio was too low. Oh, well. I don't know what to tell you. Turn it up more. It should be fine this time. Something happened with settings, and settings were set low. I can't go back and record the entire fucking show, so it's louder. I don't know what to tell you. But this one should be fine. We should be okay. (laughs) I'm going to take it slow. I'm not going to get crazy today on the podcast. There's a few things I want to talk about. There's one thing in particular I really want to talk about, which is the Connecticut advocacy fail. What a fucking fail we had in Connecticut. So terrible. I can't wait to talk about this. I'm so excited. There's a few other things I want to talk about. I'm going to have Jennifer or Jen. I got to find out if she likes to be called Jen or Jennifer. But uh, I'm calling her Jennifer for now. She's going to join us. Jennifer's been around forever. Jennifer knows. She knows what's going on. I've never, I don't think I've ever had Jennifer on before. And I don't know why I haven't, but I'm going to have her on tonight. She's going to join me. I'm going to have someone join me in this uh this charade, on, <laughs> this charade of a show I'm putting on. No, I seriously, I, I, I just, I cannot believe what happened in Connecticut. What a fucking fail. You know, I understand that we're a, we're, we're a small state. I understand that. And we're probably not really significant to e-liquid companies or vaping companies in general because we're so small, right? Like, oh, if they lose Connecticut, who cares, right? It's not going to affect us much. Fuck them, whatever. They're a tiny state. And it's not, and listen, in all fairness, it's like that with everything. With everything in, in life. Connecticut's really just small and insignificant, so who fucking cares? But my God, I can't believe what happened here. We, we have a, a, a 75% wholesale tax uh, that was on the table, a flavor ban. You know what I mean? Like if they ban flavors, like that's it. It's all over. I, listen, I'll get into it in a minute. I have to bring Jennifer on. I'm being rude. I got to bring her on. Where is she? Here we go. Let's bring that on. Let's turn up her volume. And I got everything working too. This is so great. I love it. Uh, let's see down for a minute there she is hello hi how are you good can you hear me okay i can hear you just fine i have a question yes why why have you never been on my show (laughs) i mean (laughs) i i don't know i it's been i mean how many years okay so you've been around how many years i'd say at least what seven eight years uh, well, I started actually vaping in 2009. I kind of joined the vaping community online in like 2011. Okay, there you go. So the same time as me. So about 10 years, and then you ventured into the online world about 2011. I ventured yeah. in about the end of 2000, middle of the end of 2009, which there, was, there wasn't much going on anyway. Uh, but I, no. I know you've been around forever. Uh, and I'm going to get into uh, the whole uh, juice show thing I'm doing later and talk about that. But right now... There's some things I want to discuss that are just crazy, and I think you'll be a, a good co-host for this because uh, you seem to know a lot. You know, I Jen, when she posts something on Facebook, she just doesn't post a one or two sentence. She posts par- <laughs> she posts paragraphs like it's a book. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she, she, but you know, if she really has a lot to say, and it's interesting what she's saying. I mean, um, you know, you have really good input on things, and you ha- and, and you seem to have a good under- understanding of things. So I figured I got to have her on. I mean, and, and you know from listening to me, you know, I mean, you don't have to agree with me. You can disagree with me. That is totally fine. I am, I am fine with that. But I, I think you already know that. Um, we're, we're about on par with the ranting. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Well, okay, so um, so here's, here's the first thing I have. Oh, well, before that, so um, 
Yeah, you, you know, someone. Uh, we'll do that later. I, I can't. I, I was going to go over the bathrooms thing. People are talking about now bathrooms. You have he and she for bathrooms, right? Like you know, he and she. Well, it's not going to. Well, I mean, California won't be like that anymore. Now they're going to have them and they, right? Because they can't use he and she anymore. They have to refer to people as them and they. <laughs> Just make it a restroom and call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, if you didn't have all the stalls and stuff, which personally I hate going in stall bathrooms, I avoid those at all costs because the movie Scream freaked right. me out as a teenager. <laughs> right. So I try not to go into stall bathrooms. So I would much prefer to go into a, a just generic bathroom with a locking door and a toilet. Sure. Why can't it just be rest? You're right. Just, just let it be fucking restroom. <laughs> Why we got to have he, she, them, they. This is ridiculous. The world's going nuts. So before I get to the uh, complete fail in Connecticut with advocacy, which was just uh, unbelievable to me. Um, before we get to that, I have to discuss something real quick because I was talking there were a few people about this for the past couple weeks. This has been driving me nuts for months. Uh, so for the past six months, I've noticed that when I go to the grocery store, I'm seeing in just not the grocery store, the mall, eating out, whatever. Where I'm being out, okay? I I'm starting to see more people than ever with their dogs. Mostly it's dogs. Their emotional support dogs. Or they have their emotional support cat. I've only seen a few of those, but those exist too. You have a, Yes, they do. Yes. They have bunnies. Yes. Oh, they have everything. They have a, a this woman who I think did it purposely, uh, but I, I don't know that. I'm just I, that that's my guess is that she did it purposely because it's so wacky. She had an emotional support squirrel. She tried to get on a fucking plane with it. And the airline said, no, you're not bringing a squirrel on the plane. And now she's suing him. And you know what? She's she's going to win. She's going to win. Probably. Yeah. Because, because if she's got a disability, they can't right. discriminate against her. That is right. I mean, this is ridiculous. Listen, I'm sorry. And I and I see these women in the grocery store with their dogs all the time. Every day, you know, I have I have a three-year-old daughter. She's with me. Of course. She, oh, look at the dog. You know, I... I I see them either eating up the attention. I see a lot. Of, it's mostly women for some reason, too. I don't know why. I don't really see a whole lot of guys doing this. I see women doing this. It's like middle because they prescribe it for anxiety. Yeah, but I mean, OK, um, so a lot of a lot of shrinks do that for anxiety or depression or even autism. I know there's a lot of autistic women out there that have support animals, which are helpful if you're starting to break down or have a shutdown or something. Yes. And a grocery store is a bad place. I mean, I go into grocery stores with sunglasses on. Well, I, I listen. It's too bright. I, I I do I do understand that there are some people out there that this Who legitimately yes, legitimately. Yes. But unfortunately, at least here, most of them are not. You can just I can tell. I you know I I saw this this last time. This woman was at the uh, deli with with her dog. She had the little setup and everything. You could tell like it was her best friend with all the foofy stuff and the you know this whole little like a special blankets and this and that. And she was just sitting there looking around, just waiting, waiting for somebody to come up to her, just like hope. And then, of course, people start coming up because the dog and it's cute. Oh, look at the dog. And she's smiling. And oh, yeah, she's talking. You know, you can tell it's like she that's why she has a fucking dog. Like she must just go around all day. She loves the attention. She and then yep. and then and then and sadly that that ruins it for everybody that actually needs one. Well, yeah. And then there's the other people who are just very attached to their animals and want to be able to take them everywhere. So they'll, they'll yeah. go get that and say, well, you know, I, I'm, now I can take the thing everywhere. I, you know, I told, I was talking to, uh, about this with Zophie uh, a couple weeks ago, and she has her Just Zophie channel. I said, you want to do a video for your Just Zophie channel? I said, go get an emotional support uh, roach. 
I told her, go get a hissing, <laughs> I'm serious, go get a hissing cockroach and title it Emotional Support Roach and go get their certificate and everything so he can be an actual, you know, and then you carry it around in a jar, your hissing cockroach. And, and listen, see what happens. See how people uh, react and say, listen, it's my emotional support animal. They have to let her in. <laughs> I imagine, what, imagine. One of the guys that we work with in uh, the E-Juice Makers group, Concrete River, he his partner or wife, I'm not sure, she's actually a bug, whatever that <laughs> term is. She's working on her master's degree. She has hissing cockroaches. They don't take them anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it, it's like, that would be hilarious. It's cra- it would be funny <laughs> as hell. And, and the and the and the craziest thing about it is she could get it to be a, an official legal emotional support animal. It doesn't matter yeah. the animal. She she just needs a doctor to say yes and 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 essentially prescribe it, right? So she get it like a it, prescription. There's actually in some states all you have to do is go on a website. <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is go on a website, fill out a form, you don't have to have a doctor's anything. You don't have to have a reason for it to be an emotional support animal. There are some places that do that you just register it and you know and a dog should not be in a grocery store i'm sorry a cat should not be i don't want that around my food i've already got ocd yes oh yeah petco's (laughs) fine you know but i've already got ocd bad enough as it is now i gotta fucking walk around and these people got their fucking dogs it's like really you have a dog in here it's 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 just ridiculous i you know it's it's being abused and I don't know. Something's got to be done about it. I don't know about other parts of the country. I can tell you here. I, listen, growing up, did you ever? I never saw anybody with a fucking emotional support animal. Did you ever see that, Jen? I doubt it. Well, no, not in the eighties. <laughs> Nobody had those in the eighties. No, it didn't exist. <laughs> you know, now all of a sudden it's a thing. It's like, uh, and and I do and I do agree that there's some people that could have such severe anxiety. That just having their pet with them to even leave the house, I get that, and I and I and I see how that could help them. They're just few and far between. I'm sorry, they're few they and are, far between. Those are actually the people that are more likely to have their dog with the um, harness on it that says "support animal." Yes. So that people aren't coming up and touching it and distracting it because right. they're supposed to be there watching their owner. They're not supposed to be a center of attention thing. They're supposed to essentially be ignored by everybody else and just be able to take care of their owner. That's right. It's the same way with a seeing eye dog. You don't go up and pet a seeing eye dog because it's working. Right. Right. Yeah, they're supposed to be uh, working, uh, giving them emotional support. No, this woman had a whole little bed set up in the cart. She had it set up so that people could just walk up and start petting the dog. You could tell she was so into it. I mean, it was it was like, are you and I'm not going to say anything, you know, I'd like to, but I'm not going to. I'll come on my podcast and say something about it in hopes that people are doing this. Listen and and stop it. It's just crazy. It's out of control. Um, Okay, so here's something crazy, Jen. Jen, this is crazy. You're a smart girl, so I I can't wait to discuss this with you because this is nuts. So, mind you, I'm here in Connecticut. Um, I see I don't know how many weeks ago it was that there's two hearings coming up because they're proposing two very bad pieces of legislation here in Connecticut. Number one, it said 50%, but that's not true. It was actually a 75% wholesale tax on vapor products. Hang on one second. I got to bring up the phone lines. By the way, the phone lines, 347-202-1162 is the call-in number. Though you all seem too afraid to call in, but you can call in if you like. Don't be afraid. I won't. Well, I, I, 
can you give me that again so I can quick give it to Jen? Oh, it's uh do 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 do. See, I have a new call in number now. I just might as well keep okay. It is three four seven two zero two one one six two is the call in number. In fact, I'll put it right over there. So if anybody calls, yeah, in, I, I can see it. I, I invited uh, E Juice Fairy, my co-host, on Wednesday night to uh, call in because she's been around as long as I have. So yes, I thought she she'd have some fun with us. Oh, it's it's, it's this is great. So <laughs> so now we have these two, you know, proposed, you know, band. now I remember when I worked at the vape when I worked at the vape shop years ago, you know, we would all go on Facebook or wherever we, we would all come together when these hearings came up. There usually be about, I don't know, in the beginning, there was usually about 30, 40 people. Then it kind of died down to about 20, 30 people. But the same people showed up, the same store owners, you know, the, the same passionate customers who really, honestly, it's not a customer's job to go and, and testify and advocate for all this. But it's nice that they show up, you know, a good amount of people. So, um, you know, I'm thinking, okay, there's going to be some people there. We're going to speak. This is going to be great. You know, or, or, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. I mean, we've been good for a while. And I'll explain why in, in, in a minute Connecticut's been good. But... So, like, I'm all excited. So, I go there. I go to uh, speak. Now, I had I had talked to both somebody from Connecticut Safada and somebody from, now there's the New England VTA. It's a new group. So, there's New England VTA and there's Connecticut Safada. Connecticut Safada, I knew that somebody was going to be there. It was a store owner, but in all fairness, he is also a a, a member of Connecticut Safada. Not just a member; he's like a board member. He's somebody. He's somebody higher up. So yes, Connecticut Safada did have somebody there, which was this guy Martin, but he was also there representing his business. Honestly, they should have had somebody else there. I, I mean, they really should have. You know, Martin was really there representing his business, which he should have been doing, and uh, he was kind of playing two roles. But at least it's somebody. So then I was told by. Somebody from uh, the VTA, the New England VTA, that the person, the Connecticut person, would be here. So I was like, okay, well, they're going to be there. I knew Greg was going to be here, right? And I knew I was coming. And then I was hoping, like, some other blah, 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 this and that, you know, God knows we're going to have people. It's going to be great. So I show up there, Jen. <laughs> I show up. Greg, of course, Greg Connolly is there. Greg is yep. there. Um, I'm there. Martin, the gentleman I was telling you about from Safada and the other store was there. And then there was one other store owner named Nick. Nick from Smooth Vapors. Four of us. That's it. Out of 80 stores, four. And I don't even have a store, mind you. I don't have a store. And honestly, this legislation really doesn't affect my business. I sell e-liquid. You know, I, I sell it online. I, I This doesn't affect my business. But you know what? I'm going to stand up for, for my friends and their vape shops. And, and I want, you know, you just, you do it. It's the right thing to do. If you're really a vapor and you care about this industry, you go and you defend it when you can and you fight. Because I don't want to see these shops go away around here. So there's only four of us. That's it. Four of us. So <laughs> we, you know, we go and, and, and you know, we, t we stay there all day and, and, you know, they always usually have us go last and we don't get as much time as the other people do. But whatever. We sat there. They listened to us. Thankfully, thankfully, the tax board didn't really seem too on board with it. Hopefully they're not. I don't know. We'll see. So, you know, but there's only four people there. That's it. Out of 80 stores, only four people. And the VTA, the North, the, the, the New England VTA guy didn't show up. <laughs> so now I'm thinking, my God, like, 
Well, maybe everybody thought it was a tax hearing, so it wasn't a big deal, right? Maybe that's what it was. But tomorrow's the flavor ban. So they'll all be here tomorrow because that's a big one, right? It's a flavor ban. I mean, flavor ban, it's all over. So everybody will be here <laughs> for that one, right? Nope. Mm, it was just no. me, uh, Gray Connolly, of course, and Martin, the guy from the other day, the, the Silver City Vapors uh, Safada guy. That's it. Just the three of us. Oh, and of course, the lobbyist was there as well. I'd actually spoken to the lobbyist. We'll get to her in a minute. So it's just the three of us there. So before we get into all the nonsense of why these groups didn't show up and why this was such a fail, I want to explain to you why. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. If there's a hearing and you have a chance to speak to legislators and senators or congressmen who, or whoever it is, you speak to them. Anybody telling you it's not necessary to speak to them or it wasn't necessary, they're stupid. They're fucking dumb. And I'll explain to you why you speak to them. So now the flavor ban hearing was put on by the, uh, a bunch of uh, legislators. It was like the, like the kid, they, they create laws to like help kids and save kids. It was, like, it was like the children's committee or the kids committee or something, right? So yeah. all these antis are up there. Listen, they're on board with all of them. They're telling them. We're with you. We're not going to let these e-cigarettes ruin Connecticut, right? We're not going to let these flavors take over our children. They're all on board with them. I mean, they're just so excited. So now it's our turn to go up there, which now, mind you, a, a good amount of them left, but some did stay. And the important, the important people stay. There's probably like maybe five or six people that did stay, which is nice. So now the first guy goes up there. Martin goes up there. And he's trying to do his testimony and stuff. They're just honestly picking it apart. They're, you know, they're just not having it. They're not having it. They've got these smug looks on their face like whatever, right? Yeah, they've already made up their yeah. minds. Gray goes up. Gray goes to testify. Oh, I have never seen such rudeness. They wouldn't even look at him. The bitch didn't even, at the end of the thing, she didn't even have the nerve to ask, like, uh, you know, any questions. She didn't even look at Greg. She looked at the floor and said, okay, thank you, next. Wouldn't even look at him. I was like, wow, like they could have given a fuck what Greg had to say. It was so rude, absolutely rude. So now Greg sits down. So now I, I got to come up in a little bit, right? So now I'm going shit. <laughs> so I tell Greg, I say, you know what? I say, I'm going to make them like me. I'm going to make them smile. You watch. Now, the guy from the American Heart Association was speaking before me. And he said something while he was speaking that made me go fucking ding, ding, ding. It was, it was just, uh, I was like, this is it. He says, and he was doing a speech, he says, we unfortunately don't know the long-term effects of vaping, whether it's nicotine or no nicotine. We don't know the effects. He says, unless you can find somebody that's been doing this for 10 years. So when he said <laughs> that, I'm like, oh, shit, this is great. So <laughs> he does his thing. So I, so I walk up, right? So I walk up. I'm like, how you doing? I'm smiling at him. So the first thing I say, I say, before I even give my testimony, I, I just have to say this because I was listening to the, other, the gentleman's, uh, you know, testimony from American Heart. You know, I said, he mentioned that unless you know somebody who's been vaping for 10 years, we don't know the long-term effects. I said, well, I've actually been vaping for 10 years. And out of those 10 years, seven of those years, I used nicotine. And the last three, I haven't. I vape zero. I use no nicotine at all. And I explained how I went to, uh, you know, probably seven months ago, I had a full a physical again with blood work, everything, x-rays, the whole thing. And my doctor said to me, not only does it look like you've never smoked in your life, you know, I don't see anything wrong. You're, you're as healthy as can be. 
So I said, I realize I'm not a study, but I hope that helps you understand like the effects, at least from my standpoint of vaping for 10 years. And they smiled and they said, yes, that does. Thank you very much. So now, boom, I got them. Now they're happy, right? Now they're like, that's great to hear. So now I, I, I give my testimony. One of the legislators asked me, he says, let me ask you a question. He said, you had mentioned that you worked at a vape shop. He said, how many people that, how many of the customers bought flavored e-liquids as opposed to the other e-liquids? And I said, well, that's funny you say that. I said, because, you know, when it comes to uh, e-liquids, tobacco and menthol is a flavor. It's not yeah. like we have flavors and then tobacco and menthol. I said, you know, tobacco is just a flavoring that produces a tobacco type flavor. Menthol, same thing. They're all flavors. So um, my answer is all of them bought flavors because the tobacco menthol is a flavor. And if you ban flavors, it's not just going to be like tobacco menthol left and then no flavors. There'll be nothing because that's a flavor. And the guy, they all start looking at each other. And one of them looks at the other one and goes, I didn't know that. And, and, and now they're like stumped. Like they're like, well, thank you. See, they didn't know. This is why you speak. And now that now that they talk now that they're talking about the flavor ban, now it's not a full flavor. Now they're saying uh, banning certain flavors. You want to know why they're saying that? Because they listened to me. They liked what I had to say. They got what I had to say. They realized having a full flat flavor ban isn't right because it's going to get rid of tobacco, which they didn't know before. And if I never, ever spoke, they would have never known that. And God knows what kind of impact my testimony had on their decision now because I was giving them information they didn't know. This is why you testify. This is why you go and speak. So there is no excuse. Never mind the fact that you want to save your business, because if they ban flavors and you have a vape shop, you're out of business. This is why you speak. Now, what I don't understand, I don't understand why store owners weren't there. you got to be fucking kidding me. I, do they not realize that? that they're, but, but I think this is the reason why. I think this is the reason why, Jen. I really believe this. Years ago, in 2014, when I started working at the store, there was nothing going on in Connecticut. Nothing. No, no advocacy. Nothing. Zero zilch. And they were coming up with bad laws. So I said, we need to have a lobbyist. We need a lobbyist. I mean, that's, you know, Jen, that's the way politics work. Have to have a lobbyist. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just the way it works. So, we, so I went to Greg. Uh, we started a Safada chapter, honestly, because they made it easy to pay a lobbyist. That's the only reason. Not That was my reason, at least, because they made it very easy to give them the money and they pay the lobbyist. And we didn't have to set up all kinds of, you know, nonprofit shit. We don't want to do all that. We just wanted to fund a lobbyist. So Safada made it simple. We went with them. The lobbyist got funded. Stores would put in money. They pay so much money a month. Her name is Nicole, Nicole Griffin. She is phenomenal. Now, when she started in 2014, she didn't really know anything about vaping. So she took the time. We taught her. Safada taught her. I mean, a lot of people took the time. They taught her. She learned it. She learned the industry. She's been doing it for four years now. And she's been very successful at stopping bad legislation. Unfortunately, I think some of the stores are too comfortable with that here and think, oh, well, let, we're not going to worry about it because she'll probably make it go away again. Well, no, not this time because this time's pretty bad. This time, not only do we have a governor who is very anti-vaping, even though we had a Democratic governor before this one, he didn't seem to be anti-vaping. He seemed to shoot all this down. This governor we have now is very anti-vaping. Even go to the extent of saying, 
I'm, I'm, I'm proposing a 75% tax uh, to punish him. Not because, it, just as a punishment. He said that. I mean, that's yeah. fucking, that's crazy. He is very anti-vaping. And now everything is more on the Democrat side when it comes to, uh, when it moves on to the next step, to the House, to the Senate. It's all Democrat. It's not Republican run anymore. This, they believe, they're doing this because I think this is going to easily go through. And the lobbyists can only do so much. I mean, I don't know if she can stop it. But regardless of that, I think they're too comfortable and they can't be comfortable because things are really bad here and they should have been out speaking. So anyway, uh, Nicole suggests that people come and speak, you know, which nobody ended up coming, unfortunately, except for the three or four of us. I don't know what happened to the uh, New England VTA uh, person that was supposed to come out. They never came out. They never came both days. Now, they were told what their their reasoning. They said that they were told by their lobby or not lobbyist. Yes, I'm sorry. They hired a lobbyist here in Connecticut. I don't know why. We already have one. And they were told not to come. I guess the lobbyist and their representation told them not to come. Now, I'm sorry. These guys that have been running this this New England VTA thing have been around for a while. They've been around. They've been around the block. They've been in the business. I'm not going to name their names. I'm not going to give them. But they've been in the business for a while. They know. They know. When they saw Greg on Facebook posting asking people to please come speak in Connecticut, oh fuck, that's not enough. I don't care what a lobbyist said. If I saw Greg on Facebook asking people to please come out and speak in Connecticut, I would have said, "Let's fucking go. Let's get there." This is, this is a brand new group. This was your time to come to Connecticut and say, hey, we're here. We're going to do what we can to help save this. If you want vape shops, New England VTA, to pay you money every month you, from Connecticut, I don't know about other states, I'm speaking for Connecticut, you have to show them that you give a shit and you want to come here and defend him, defend them. There's no reason why they shouldn't have been here speaking. I don't care. The, they're lo- the lobbyists, are you kidding me? And why did they hire another lobbyist when we have a lobbyist that's been here for four years that's been very successful? I know what their answer is. Their answer is because is we can't. There's laws that stop us. That's true. That is true. It's a good answer, and, the, and it's true. They're correct with that. But there is a way to work it out where VTA can, whatever money they raise, we can get it paid, whatever we have to do. We could get it paid to her so the lobbyist gets paid. Why in the world are these two groups not using this wonderful lobbyist that we have? Why is one hiring another lobbyist, and why are they not even coming to even speak at a hearing? Yeah, where was their lobbyist? Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> I, well, they should have been here. They Listen, they know. I understand what their lobbyist told them they shouldn't come. Well, their lobbyist was wrong. Maybe they should have asked their lobbyist what kind of experience they have in vaping. Maybe he probably would have said, you know what, not none, but Nicole uh, Griffin that's been doing it for years, she has plenty of experience in the vaping industry. Why in the world? The Connecticut, this is what Connecticut needs for advocacy, for the New England VTA, for the Connecticut Safada, whatever other fucking group that's out there. God knows. Connecticut needs funding to the lobbyist. Her name is Nicole Griffin. That's what they need. They need funding. That's what they need. And in fact, the store in Connecticut, and I'm going to name them, E6. E6 flipped a fucking bill for everybody to pay that lobbyist to help us right now, to do what she's doing right now. That's not fair. They need to get paid back. Somebody needs to look up E6 in Brantford. I think they have a note, whoever. And Ted, talk to any of them. 
They need their money back. They flip the bill for every fucking store in Connecticut. For every That's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. And they can't afford that. They need to be paid back. We need them to get paid back, and then we need Nicole to get her money every month. That's all Connecticut needs. As long as Nicole's getting paid, and, and, and you know, that's it. That's what we need. And hope to God that it's not too late and there's not too many Democrats that are going to put this through. Because, and, but, and, but the thing, too, is here's the sad part, Jen. Here's the really, really sad part. The really sad part is even if this flavor ban doesn't go through or this horrific tax doesn't go through, Here's a, two other things that are going to kill Connecticut, most Connecticut vape shops. I'll tell you two things that are going through. The first thing that's going through is $15 an hour. That's going through. Minimum wage, $15 an hour is going fucking through. That's going to hurt. And T21 is going through. You're going to have to be 21 to buy vapor products. And I believe, yep. correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, I believe that VTA is backing 21. I mean, are they not? I don't know. I think they are. I think they're backing 21. Listen, I understand. I get why they're doing it. And I, I, I know from talking to enough teens and really researching this for months and months and months now that most kids are getting them from 18-year-olds buying them. It's true. Yeah, straw sales. Older siblings. Yes. Drug dealers. It's straw sales. <laughs> and, and, and yes, if they change it to 21, it's not going to stop it. But it'll put no. a little, but it'll put a little sting in it. It'll put a little sting in it. If you remember back in high school, it was pretty easy to get cigarettes. It wasn't as easy to get alcohol because one was eighteen, one was twenty-one. So it'll it'll put a little sting in it. It's not going to stop it, but it it will help bring it down. There's no question. So I, you know, so I don't know if I, I don't even know where I lie on that. I mean, I I kind of think maybe it's not a bad idea. I don't know. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. It's probably not a bad idea. And if we gave them 21, they'd probably leave us alone for a while, and it would be great. Just raise the age of 21. But here's the problem for vape shops. Not for me. For vape shops. And I'm sure Jen knows this. Over the years, you've been selling e-liquid, and it's not your fault. The juice companies convinced you of this, that targets 18 to 25-year-olds. It's that simple. That's why when you walk into a lot of vape shops, they look like candy stores. The e-liquid company has been selling you this garbage with these bright fucking colors filled with fucking sweetener, candy this, cake that, dessert this, gummy that, you know, 18 to 25, 18 to 25, 18 to 25. That's yeah, your you see, this This is why with our Canadian line that we did, uh, the MXR line, we made sure that the label was classy and adult looking. Yes. And the flavors, like I have Island Breeze, I have a tobacco, and I had uh, a melon one, I think, or something like that. So, I, you know, I we don't really do a whole lot of candy. Like, I don't sell a lot of candy. Yeah, recipes. but Jen, that doesn't sell. You got to listen to them. Like, they'll tell you, they'll say, hey, dude, that doesn't sell. Shit, you got to have candy. This has got to be in a box. You got to have bright fucking colors on it. You got to have 5% cap super sweet. Yep. You got to have blueberry <laughs> fucking shooting out and cherry and uh, dancing fruits. And yeah, I mean, that, and, and unfortunately, unfortunately, it, it, they're, they're not right, but. In a sense, they are right because it does sell a lot of juice. 18 to 25-year-olds just spend their money frivolously. You know, I oh, yeah. I, I, ha I owned a vape shop. I worked at a vape shop. I saw it firsthand. I would say 30, at least 30% of our customer base was 18, 19, and 20-year-olds. They'd come up from CCSU. They'd come up from the colleges. They loved vaping. They'd hang out. It's def And they, they had money. They'd fucking buy the newest juice they had to buy it. So 
I understand that from a financial standpoint, they've, they've had all these liquid companies convince them that it's 18 to 25. That's where it's at. But that's really not where, that's not where it's at. You're missing a whole audience of adults who actually want to yeah. fucking use this stuff. But so now with vape shops losing 18, 19, and 20-year-old customers, that's going to hurt. So in Connecticut, not only gonna they're going to lose 30% of their business, but they're going to have to pay all their employees a minimum of $15 an hour. Yeah, so they're going to have to cut back on employees. Well, and, but see, the thing, too, is a lot of these shops, they're, the, the fucking owners don't work there. They have people working there. So, so, now, so now think about if you have a manager. Let's say in Connecticut you have a manager and you're paying him $15 an hour now. Well, when the minimum wage goes to 15 he's not going to take 15 He's going to say, fuck you. Oh, you got to no. give me like 17 or 18 I mean, I, that's minimum wage, buddy. Um, I, a, vape, I, a, a standalone vape shop that just sells vape products no, there's no way they're going to be. I mean, a lot of them will go out of business. The ones that will stay are the ones that have juice lines. Those are the ones that will stay. Like uh, um, Draco uh, here in Connecticut, they have slush. Slush has been around for years. It's a popular e-liquid. They got slush money, so they'll yep. be fine. Um, Bluebird from uh, uh, White Buffalo, they have Bluebird. Big juice line, been around for years. They'll be fine. Um, they won't go anywhere. But the rest are, will probably go away. But I just I it, it baffles me that if I if I had a vape shop, I would have been at that hearing. I, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I'd be doing everything I can to fight to keep my business. Nobody showed up. <laughs> Nobody's not even the advocacy, the VTA. Oh, the, the, the VTA says the lobbyist said not to show up. Well, I would have said, hey, fucking lobbyist, you have experience in vaping. Do you realize this? There are two uh, these could put us that you don't think we should come and speak. Our, I mean, I would have questioned it. What do you say? OK, I guess we won't show up. What is that? And if I'm and if I, and if I'm a new and I understand, I'm being told they're a new organization. I get you're a new organization. I get it. I think you made a mistake going with VTA to be honest, but I get you're a new organization. Then you should have been here to show Connecticut, hey, here we are. We're fucking here to fucking uh, fight for you. And you know what? The stores better went probably would have went. Oh shit. Well, let's get together. What can we do? Uh, we don't want to. You know, it, it would have showed that you cared and you're here and you want to do something. Nobody showed up. <laughs> Nobody it, showed up. It's really not surprising. We're it, this is America. We only show up when oh. we think we're going to actually win. Well, not just that. We are. We, we only show up if we think it's going to also benefit us. And I get that. Yep. And and I and I think the I think part of the reason why maybe that and I'm just I don't know. I'm not saying this is the reason. It's just my guess. One of my many guesses. But I think a small part of it kind of is we are Connecticut. Well, fuck Connecticut. I mean, you know, we're, we're so small. You can drive from one end of Connecticut to the other in about an hour and 20 minutes. We are not a big state. <laughs> we're a very small state. Um, and, and I think because that, a lot of people are just like, whatever, you know, like, fuck them. So, I, you know, we're kind of like on our own, I guess. I don't know. And, and you know, they, they have a guy. The, the VTA has a guy here for Connecticut. I know the guy. He's a great guy. I love the guy. You got to find somebody else. He does. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't want to do this. He's a very nice guy, and, and but this is. I think this is beyond him. They need somebody else here. They 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 need. And, and and I applaud the guy that's doing it now for stepping up and volunteering to help with Connecticut. That's great. It's very nice of him. But they really need somebody else. They need somebody else who's going to be on top of this shit. Um, if they want to go through New England and say that we are the advocacy group that wants to save vaping in New England, then show it. Show, by not showing up for hearings in Connecticut and saying, oh, the lobbyist told us not to. When you have the, the other lobbyist here saying that people should have shown up, that's not good. 
and that's your only reasoning. Well, lobbyists, you know, they said not to show up. Well, then fire the lobbyist. Please, Connecticut Safada and this New England VTA get together and find a way to fund Nicole Griffin. If you can do that, if you guys could do that, then I will be supportive of both of you. To be honest, I could give a shit about either of you. I just want to support Nicole getting paid so we can save vaping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, but I, I mean, will thank you. you. I will lobbyist. praise you. She's yes. she's got the the mindset for how to fix things yeah, in and, well, that she, diplomatic kind of way. And she knows the people. She's been there over 20 years. She knows everybody. She goes through that legislative office, and she, you know, if, if it comes down to like, if there's going to be a couple uh, votes off, then she'll go talk. And she's friends with a lot of the Democrats too. I mean, she's perfect. Her firm and her are perfect to have, and she's trained. She's she already understands the industry in and out. She's been doing it for years. Um, just get her funded. That's what Connecticut needs. That's all I ask. Whatever has to happen for that to fucking happen, please make it happen because that's what needs to happen. I, I've gone on way too long about this. I got everything out. I think, and I think I was as nice about it as I could possibly be. Oh, except for the fact. Okay, so Jen, let me ask you. I'm curious. Uh, Jewel has given a lot of money to the VTA. Big contribution. Now people, as you can see, are upset because Altria came out, what, a week ago or two weeks ago and had, I don't know what it was. They put out some statement or, or it was, oh, I know what it was. They put out their guidelines to help prevent uh, uh, children vaping, kids using e-cigarettes. And one of their suggestions to the FDA was to ban flavors. So now people are irate because they're saying, how can VTA take money from Juul when they're encouraging the FDA to ban flavors? How can they take money from them? So I get that. I, I, I get that argument. I understand that argument. Um, do you think, uh, what, what is your stance on it, Jen? Do you think that the, the VTA should not take money? Do you think it doesn't matter? Who cares? Um, what do they do at this point? I think Juul has absolutely no interest in the rest of the vaping industry. I think they are out for themselves. They came from PAX, yes. which was the cannabis people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they make cannabis devices. Yes. They have no skin in the rest of the industry, and they would be more than happy to be the only one left. Right. I think it benefits them. If they're, they've got the vast majority of the, the, the population vaping, on jewels and they reduce it down to just tobacco and menthol flavors and mint flavors, then they've got still the most of the market. Absolutely. Because everybody else is screwed. And they, and they did say they over a year, it was about a year ago. And I said this on my show and they said this and I can't believe everybody blew by it. They did an interview and in, in, the, in the, the interview, the head of jewel said, quote, he said, we are not part of the vaping industry. No, he said it not. straight up. We're not part. They have, he's right. He has no part of us. They they are either you can buy a cigarette and smoke it or you can buy a jewel. They're in the same category. All they're saying is, is we're way healthier than that cigarette. You know, you can smoke the cigarette or they, do they want to get you off? And they have no intention of getting you off the nicotine. That's not what they're about. They want to no, capture. They're putting benzoic acid. Yeah, in that's it. right. They, <laughs> they want to capture. I mean, well, that's a whole nother thing. But, but yes, absolutely. And in fact, since you bring that up, I have a question because you're, you're a juice expert. And somebody asked me this. A couple people asked me this. They were talking about subohm ju juices that are subohm juices that use Nick salts. What somebody told me, I don't know if this is true or not, please tell me, is that, for example, let's say you have a three milligram Nick salt 
juice at your suburban at a you know high temperature. Um, with Nick salt, you're not supposed to be using him at the high temperature because if you do it, I don't know, it puts off something. I don't know what. But they said it's actually very dangerous to be using a lot, like putting 80 or 90 watts to salt Nick. Is that true? I mean, is, is... Uh, it? It's actually more along the lines of if you're using high. Are you there? Hang on. I was so excited for her answer. <laughs> Hang on. She's coming back. There she is. Hello. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. You were That's still weird. on and I could hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> now I can hear you. Okay. My internet might have gone a little wonky. No, that's fine. Um, I, I, haven't, I haven't, I guess, researched it enough to know exactly what chemical is supposedly being released at high temperatures. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, benzoic acid shouldn't okay. be that big of a deal at higher temperatures, but personally, I wouldn't vape them at that high of a temp. Um, I will sub-ohm my, like, but I don't really super sub-ohm. I'm at like 0.4 for a coil mm-hmm. in my tank, and I'll put two milligrams of Nick salts in mine, but I'm only vaping it at like 37 watts. Right. <laughs> so I have no real ill effect from that. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're vaping at 100 watts with a 0.1 coil, it right. might be harsh and it may not be the best idea. Right. Uh, you definitely don't want to be using the 35 milligram or 50 milligram in your sub ohm because that's going to give you way too much nicotine all at once. I mean, one puff and you're going to be over nicked. Right. They're they're designed for pods. They're designed for mouth to lung. You're really better off with mouth to lung with those. Even if you use a mouth to lung tank with a single coil that's wrapped at one ohm, mm-hmm. and, that's better. And you know what's crazy about this? I remember back in 2009, my my first e-cigarette was a blue cig, and I had contacted them before they were blue cigs. I mean, I contacted Jason Healy when they had blue cigs in a little warehouse. And he hired a couple of young guys to help him ship ship them all out, and they I mean it was like nothing um and then he ended up, as we all know, selling blue cigs to a big tobacco company for one hundred and twenty seven million dollars and now yep. he has a wonderful life and i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna have Jason Healy on soon because I'd love to get his opinion on everything that's going on. He's a fascinating guy, but anyway. I remember having this conversation with him back in 2010, and he had his his little PCC and his uh, refillable carts. And blue was what Jewel would have been if we were. I mean, if Jason Healy started blue in 2018 or 2019, it would have been a Jewel. But yeah. we didn't have that technology back then, so that's really what blue was. It was really what Jewel is doing now. You know, something simple. And enjoys. And yep. what was the other one that was? out around that time uh smoking everywhere I, smoking everywhere was uh smoking yeah. everywhere was huge but but they used and i remember having this conversation with him and, and i was telling him i'm like jason you know we're using like these ego batteries now and i was showing him the clearomizers and and what what's going on and, and this and that and i'm like this is the future of vaping and he's like no kevin what I'm th- blue is the future of vaping and i'm like that's ridiculous you know yeah <laughs> all right i'm like you'll see that that's not the future of vaping he was right. Well, yeah, he, blue does have pods now. Yeah, so. he, well, he was absolutely <laughs> right. Well, I mean, just the whole concept of something small, simple, you use it once, you throw it away, you move on. 
he was right. Um, that that's what worked. And, and Jewel just took that concept and, and just, you know, hit a home run. They really hit a home run. To be run. honest, I miss the little five ten sticks. <laughs> Sometimes I miss that. I liked the feel of it. It felt like a cigarette. It was enjoyable. Sometimes it's like I, I even these pods aren't quite the right size. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 sometimes when I go to the dispensary, I'll get the uh, vapes, and and they come in the old style five tens, uh, the the disposable ones, and uh, you're right, they're <laughs> they're enjoyable to use, they're very simple and and very enjoyable to use, but but boy was he he right. So so what do you so yeah. then what does the VTA do? I mean, they're not going to get back the money. Do I don't know? How, well, I guess they would have to if they cut out Jewel. I don't know what what the hell do they do? And again, vapors are so ridiculous. They're so hypocritical because they're in all defense. Listen, I'm not a fan of VTA at all. I don't trust them for a second. But in all fairness to them, they're going off about Jewel giving them money, but yet they're all going to be in an event in a couple weeks at Mohegan Sun that's being sponsored by a big tobacco company. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> but, but that's not okay. VTA taking money from Jewel, that's not okay. But the convention taking money from Blue, another tobacco company, oh, that's okay. It's ridiculous. I mean, so I don't think vapors think sometimes when they pick their arguments. You can't be on board with both. If, if you have a problem with VTA <laughs> getting Jewel money, then you're going to have to have a problem with uh, NVE taking blue money. I don't have a problem with any of it, to be honest. I Listen, no. take the fucking money, whatever. <laughs> take it where you can get it. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. They're going to have to do something because a lot of people are very, very upset. Well, I, I hope that VTA realizes that Jewel is not for the rest of the vaping community. No. I mean, I hope that's just understood, that they are out for themselves. It's just for their benefit. So they want to be the last dog standing. Yeah. It's are you going to go to, uh, uh, speaking of NVE, are you going to go to NVE? We are going to try. You're going to try? Don't you? Yes. Li you, li you live in the Northeast, right? I I'm in, uh, I'm just over the border in upstate New York. Over the border from Vermont. Oh, you're in upstate New York. Um, it's okay. about it's it's almost four hours yeah. down to Mohegan Sun. It's quite a distance. You should think about it though. I, I I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna be there. Everybody's gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. Matt from Suck My Mod. He's gonna be there now. I guess he made up with whoever this guy was. He was mad at. He's gonna be there. <laughs> Zofie's gonna be there. Zofie's definitely gonna be there. Zo <laughs> Hang on. I forgot to play Zofie Trippers. This is Zofie. This is Zofie Trippers. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know i told her she, like a couple weeks ago or whatever it was it was recently rip trippers put out a video i guess it was titled my new car and i'm like really he put out a video like about his new car like show, are you kidding me show, so i told Zoe, i said you should do a video and call it my old ass car and just, <laughs> just show, and she did. <laughs> she she did the video. She put it up yesterday. It's funny. She's uh, yeah. So if you want to see uh, Zofie Trippers, uh, she did her video the other day. It's funny. Rip Trippers. You know Rip Trippers. Hang on. Smoking is dead. Vaping's the future. Hey guys, this is Rip Tippers, and I'm gonna die of cancer. I'm a retard who thinks vaping is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that guy. You know, I was um, gonna, I was gonna have him on about a year and a half. People have like, you should have him on again. 
it wasn't right to have him on again. It, Daz just mean had his time, and his time isn't anymore. But, you know, <laughs> he's so funny. He always would go after Rip Trippers, too. I loved it. This is my video. This is my warning to all you Rip Tripper fans. You're all going to get cancer. I'm going to go find some scientists, and I'm going to ask them what this does to your lungs. Imagine this in your lungs. Do you think you're, like, not going to die eventually from when you just keep doing this? Like, you guys are retarded. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, so she did a Rip Tripper thing. It's funny. Um, yeah, we're going to be NBE. I'm going to be there all week. And with tea time, obviously, I'm going to be there with tea time. I'm going to have the tea time booth. I have uh, two uh, lovely ladies that used to work for me at the vape shop that are going, when I had the vape shop, that I don't anymore, that are going to uh, be working at the booth with me, uh, Jessica and Julianne. And I'm very happy they're going to be there. And uh, it's going to be fun. You've been to NBE, right? Have you been to one before? Nope. I will say it is. I, I haven't been to any convention at all. Yeah, I mean, listen, it it is fun. I absolutely agree. It is fun. It is. It's a really good time. It's a lot of fun. I will. The event's a great event. An offerness to Mike. Mike puts on a great event. That is one of the best conventions. It's filled to the brim with with uh, uh, shops and 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 everything you can think of is there. It's wonderful. I'm not going to be attending the Hall of Fame Vape Awards on Saturday night. Because I just think they're fucking ridiculous and bullshit. You saw that, right, Jen? The Hall of Fame. They did. Yeah. They, yeah. I, you got to be kidding me. Uh, listen, like I said, when I saw Julie for the first pick, Julie Westner, I went, okay, we might have something here, right? I agree with that. I agree with Julie should absolutely yeah. be in something like that. Totally. When I saw Five Pawns, I said, uh, get the fuck out of here. Now, <laughs> it, 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 should, it shouldn't be Five Pawns. If you want to give an e-liquid company a history award or give him some a hall of fame i guess it's the hall of fame award it should go to johnson's creek should it not johnson's creek they were the yeah f- but they're out of business now th- they are but they were the first company to be a big major e-liquid company so much that blue sigs hired them to fill all their carts they were the first big five pawns is just a rip off of johnson's creek johnson's creek is the one that should be there not five pawns um, yeah. Their third pick was, uh, um, oh, Mike uh, from Giant Vapes. Again, Mike Hill Giant, wonderful guy. Wonderful guy, great guy. Ha- has built a great business. Giant Vapes is a wonderful business. Mike is a fantastic guy. Hall of Fame? <laughs> no. You, no, sorry, Mike. No. Cisco should be in the Hall of Fame. They should have had Cisco instead. Cisco only created some of the most innovative products used in vaping history. Cisco should yeah. be in the Hall of Fame. And then the fourth pick was David Gorlitz. Again, I like David. Great guy. Vaping Hall of Fame. Get the fuck out of here. As much as I don't like the guy, and I hate saying it again, but I'll say it again, it should have been Grim Green. Because the fact of the matter is, is when you and I started vaping, Jen, uh, besides uh, the guy from the UK, Scott, and then the crazy guy with the yep. Paradon, the, the Paradon is uh, uh, Leaford, we had Grim Green. He was there from yep. the beginning. He was one of the first. As much as I don't like Grim Green, I think he's a fucking he was a dickhead to me. He should be in there. He should, that's who it should have been. It should have been Johnson's Creek, Cisco, Grim Green, and Julie. That should have been the Hall of Fame. If that was a Hall of Fame, I would have been sitting there front row. But since it's not, I'm not going to be there. But that's okay. It'll go on, I'm sure, just fine without me. 
Um, yeah, I'm probably not. If I do come, I'm probably not going to stay for that. <laughs> and and I'm gonna I am gonna be doing the the podcast, the E Liquid podcast. I'm gonna do a history of E Liquid. Jen's gonna be joining me for that. I'm still putting it together. I got to make sure it has all the right people, and Jen's gonna be one of them. And I got a question, Jen. What yep. happened? Speaking of E Liquid history, what happened to whole tobacco alkaloids? Uh, they, well, I never could use them because they actually made me wheeze. Right. But they did taste really good. Is that a thing anymore? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Is that a thing anymore or that's just... Uh, I, mean, I don't happened? know if you can actually buy them from TPA anymore. Uh, you can get extracted ones from like Sticks Mix. Mm-hmm. He does his own extractions. Um, but beyond that, I don't think anybody's really selling like alkaloids anymore. What happened? They just did not. I mean, okay, for me, honestly, I didn't really trust them. I was kind of concerned about what it would do to my health, so I didn't want to bother with it. Um, But that was just me. I mean, did they just not take off or did they? I mean, it seemed like for a while they were taking off and people. They didn't really go commercial, which is why they probably just stopped doing that. There were a few people that were using them in commercial juices, but they opted for the. you know, artificial flavored tobaccos. Although if you go with Flavora's tobaccos, some of those do have some natural, I think, extracts in them. Mm-hmm. But I'm not entirely certain. I know they were based off of uh, NETs. Right. So, And, and I, and I want to say as well, uh, Jen is another person that I know that had, had uh, issues with uh, vaping e-liquids with sweetener. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my issues, as everybody knows, was wheezing. Co- I was diagnosed with asthma. Um, bad wheezing, bad coughing. Um, what were your symptoms, Jen, when you would use uh, juices with added sweetener or sucralose? Let's just say sucralose, for it, example. Well, I can tell when flavorings themselves have sucralose in them. Mm-hmm. If they're the least bit sweet and they start making me wheeze, generally that's a sign yeah. that they've got sucralose. It only takes a good, if I put, say, like 3% super sweet in something, mm-hmm. I can only take about five puffs. And then I'm like, hee, hee. <laughs> right. I sound like the fat kid running upstairs. <laughs> yeah. No, I get the same thing. I start wheezing. Yeah. And it, some there are some flavorings that make me itchy. Mm-hmm. Like I've had hives break out from certain flavorings. Um, there's one entire flavoring company's line that I can't use because it just makes me break out something that's in them along with the sucralose. Mm-hmm. So I... I pretty much stick with like flavor art and for here, my everyday vaping. And here's what I don't understand. Um, I, and maybe I'm wrong and maybe you remember this, Jen. I don't know. Please correct me. I, I, I think our, years and years and years ago, um, we had when, when sucralose first started popping up into e-liquids, um, Dr. Farslinos was asked about this. And I believe what he said was it's something that's unnecessary could potentially be harmful, unnecessary, and you really shouldn't use it. He was against it, saying we shouldn't use sucralose. Well, that's because the way that they do it, you're getting that chlorine molecule, and when it gets heated, that chlorine molecule can detach Mm -hmm. and just be freely floating around out there, so you're essentially inhaling chlorine. Oh, jeez. Is that what you're inhaling? Chlorine? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think so, it's a it, it's a chloride or a chlorine or it's one of those, but it ends up being like chlorine gas. So, And this was the issue with cooking it. Cooking it can vape off 
molecule stuff that isn't good for you. Well, we see so. the amazing thing is, and I said this before, you know, like years ago when I used to drip and I'd see all the buildup on my coils, I can't believe I was stupid enough not to look at that and go, shit, I mean, I'm I'm inhaling that. I, I just blew it off. I got to clean it and put more cotton on like everybody else did. I like it didn't even dawn on me. Like, are you kidding me? Like, like, that's not good. And, and it should have. Uh, obviously, now now I know it should have. But uh, most of the e-liquid players that have been around for a very, very long time, they know that sucralose, especially sucralose, is not something. It could potentially be harmful to people. Yet they're using it anyway. And, when and I, not putting any kind of warning labels oh, on oh, it. When I, when I called for a warning label a couple years ago, when I was doing that whole rant about, uh, I went on for months about him putting warning labels on because, listen, uh, you're not going to find somebody nice like me next time. You're going to find somebody who's going to vape these e-liquids. They're going to go to their doctor. They're, they're going to find out that, that sucralose or the, whatever sweetener you're using is making them sick. And they're not going to be like me and say, put a warning label on it. They're going to fucking sue you. They're going to sue you. They're going to put you out of business. They're going to take whatever you own because they're going to be like, fuck you. You made me sick. I'm not going to do that. All I did was call for a warning label. You should just let people know. And they went nuts on me. The juice industry went crazy on me. How dare you, motherfucker? What are you talking about? What is it? They do not want to acknowledge that there is any sort of sucralose, sweetener, anything in those liquids. And... Um, I honestly believe that the FDA is going to eventually not allow sucralose or sweetener. I think they're going to realize that it's bad through their own testing. And they're going to say, yeah, this is, and it's not necessary. It's a crazy thing. It's not necessary. We don't need it. We don't need it, but no, they put I it mean, in anyway. The, what I'm vaping right now, I've actually got this as a published recipe. It's uh, I made it for a pod, but I actually like it in my, my tank. I mm. have 5% flavor arts, juicy strawberry, 3% red touch, uh, 1% watermelon and a ha- like 0.75% cantaloupe melon with a little bit of WS23. Mm-hmm. And it's delicious and it's sweet. It's like I couldn't even think to put sweetener in that because 5% juicy strawberry is so sweet. Right. It actually leaves sugar taste on my lips, but it has no sweetener in it. And you know somebody right they- you know somebody right they now? managed to get some of their uh, sweetener molecules that they're not actually sweetener, but they're just like sweet molecules. Right. And somebody right now is writing this down, and they're going to have a new liquid line next week. Oh <laughs> well, no, it's, it's already a public public. I know, but <laughs> I'm sure it is. But <laughs> this industry is crazy. But uh, oh yeah, I know. I'm sure there's plenty of people who've ripped off recipes from my various yeah, things. I mean, I can't imagine either. And you know, I know there's a lot. I know not a lot. I know there's so many liquid companies out there that are questioning, like, how fuck's even two times still around? Because let me tell you something. Um, I have a lot of customers that just keep on coming back because they don't want sweet. There's no sweetener. They, they can vape it. They don't get sick of it. It doesn't clog up their coils. They actually enjoy it. I, I'm telling you, I firmly believe sweetener or sucralose or whatever sweet that's the cause of vapor tongue because I don't get it. I don't get it when I use I can vape my, I've been vaping apple spice for fucking two weeks now. I'm not going, oh, I can't taste or getting sick of it. It's, that doesn't happen. But we well, have- you you can you can go blind to flavorings if you're exposed to them for too often. Um, I vaped Flavor Arts Cam Tea tobacco for like three years straight in my <laughs> recipe Hanky Panky, and I can't taste Cam Tea now for more than twenty minutes, and it's gone. Right. <laughs> uh, Soho did the same thing to me. I vaped that for like two years straight, and I can't taste it now. <laughs> 
I don't know. I I'm mean, kind of going strawberry blind. <laughs> I, I, I would get it with other juices, but I but I knew they had sweetener in them. I mean, I I knew that. Um, I don't know. I I just I just don't get it, Jen. I just don't understand why they're adding it when it's really not necessary. Because it's the easiest way to cover up shitty recipes. So that's really what it is. It's just you know. Yeah, it, because they're using two, three, four flavorings, maybe, and most of it's Capella's, and they slap in a good two, three, four percent super sweet in there and call it a day. I've I've got a whole box full of commercial juice, mm-hmm. and I cloned some of it, and I can't vape any of it for more than a couple of puffs to test it. But they've all got at least two percent super super sweet in it. Ooh. So, <laughs> and some of them are like pushing more towards five. And yeah. they push it that high because they push their flavoring super high. So then the su- the super sweet actually mutes some of those off notes from pushing your flavoring so high because they have to have this intensity. Right. Like it has to be super intense so everybody can taste it. So, and it has to have this, you know, super sweet flavor to leave that lingering taste in your mouth. Well, that's the problem. Not only do they want the packaging to look like a piece of candy, it has to taste like a piece of candy. And yeah. They want the whole thing. They want it when they vape it. They go, holy cow, this tastes just like, I mean, and and unfortunately it does. It works. And But I see from having a shop for years, it gets them to buy a few times and then they're out. Next flavor. You know, they, they, they don't stick with it. They're just, you know, moving on and on and on to the next, to the next, to the next. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. They don't understand me. I don't understand how they stay in business. I don't understand how, 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 how they sell this juice knowing that there's this, 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 this sucralose in there that that's harming people and not give it. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't sleep at night. I couldn't put sucralose in my e-liquid and sleep at night. I just couldn't because I because I, I know what it does to me and I know their logic will be, well, you're one of probably uh, a thousand. OK, whatever. So what does say 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 I'm one of a thousand? I'm still harming out of every thousand people. One of those people's being harmed by my product. I just couldn't sleep at night. But there's more than one every out of every thousand. There's a lot of DIYers who can't use sucralose. Oh, I know. They either get I, migraines. Yeah, they get, you know, the wheezing, the chest heaviness, the coughing. Uh, some have full-on allergy attacks. There's a lot of people who can't vape it, so it's it's not just you or me. It's there's a lot of people out there like us that can't do it, and there's a lot of probably normal people that are vaping shop juice that don't realize it. And, and they're like, "Oh, vaping's making me sick." It's like, no, right. it's just your sweetener in your juice. <laughs> and 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 you know, I I honestly the the 21, like I was saying before in the show. I don't know. Maybe maybe the age should be tw- Listen, I don't think okay, before I say that, I want to preface this with this. If you have to be 21 to vape and 21 if you have to be 20 to anything, then the legal adult age should be 21. I yeah, believe I if, agree with that. If you're 18 and you can go to war, you should be able to vape a fucking e-cigarette or smoke a cigarette or drink a beer. It's that simple. It should be, but unfortunately that's not the way it is. It should be, and I agree with that, but it's not. But if they but if they're coming in saying we just want to raise the vaping age to 21 and then we'll be happy, we'll leave you alone with the children's shit and go away, I say fine. Now, again, it doesn't bother me because most of my customers, I would say, are in their 30s. I really do target adults. I mean, there's no 20-year-old going, I want tea time, dude, that they could give a shit about my juice. Like that's my juice is the juice they're paying. It's not the for. hype juice. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's like <laughs> that's something their grandparents or their dad uses, not them. So it won't affect my business at all. That's fine. But uh, it will affect a lot of, of e-liquid companies because that's their target audience. That's the audience they choose, 18 to 25. That's who they chose. And now a good portion of them with it being 21 is going away. That's going to hurt. 
that is gonna hurt. It's gonna be very, very interesting. Oh, there there are a lot of people that are twenty five to thirty five who vape a lot of sweet stuff mm-hmm. because I mean I get that yes. in the DIY groups. They're all like, "Well, this just isn't sweet enough." What you know, or this doesn't pop like commercial juice. It's like, well, that's because you don't have sweetener in your in your recipe, right? Right. Like, I hate to tell you to use sweetener, but that's what's going to make it taste more commercially. <laughs> right. Oh, and people have been arguing about this. Okay, so you saw the nicotine documentary, right, that they're putting out. I'm sure you've seen it. Everybody's seen it. Yes. Yes. I've seen it. <clears throat> now, I believe they've raised almost $100,000 for this documentary. Um. That's crazy. Someone on Facebook, I forgot who it was. I'm sorry to remember who said it, but I, I have to kind of agree with them. They're like, it's amazing. This nicotine documentary that's going to do nothing for us at all. <laughs> got almost a hundred grand, but we can't get advocacy uh, funded in, in, in states. That's absolutely true. We can't even get up twenty four grand in Connecticut to, to, to refund this store to pay for this lobbyist. Yet, um, um, everybody's giving money to this nicotine documentary that's going to do nothing for us. Listen, don't get me wrong. Like I said, it's fine. He's going to do a documentary. Good luck convincing anybody that nicotine's not bad. Unfortunately, people have had it drilled in their fucking heads through all their lives, through centuries, that nicotine is bad. I can watch... Jen, my mother would watch this movie, and she would go, wow, I didn't realize that. I guess nicotine's not as bad as I thought. And if you ask her two weeks later if nicotine's bad, she's going to say, yep. <laughs> it is, it's just in your brain. Pretty I mean, much. Yeah, I mean, yep. you know, and how that's going to help us, it's just really not. Listen, it's great he wants to do a documentary, and it's good to have the information out there so people can have something to resource to see that this nicotine is not as evil as everybody says it is. That's great. But is it, what is it going to do for us? It's not going to do a fucking thing for us. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's not going to do anything for us. And and uh, we have advocacy groups, not just here in Connecticut, all over that, that are dying for funding so they can pay lobbyists and they can put together nonprofits and they can try to save their industry. And we're giving it to a documentary. I agree with that. I think that's crazy. <laughs> I think that's absolutely crazy. If you got free money to give away, don't give it to a documentary. Go find your state, find, uh, uh, you know, whoever you can, whoever your lobbyist is, whoever your advocacy group is, and, and just figure out something. It could go to better, better sources than, than a documentary. Sorry. Well, <laughs> I, didn't, didn't they get a pretty decent donation from a couple of uh, juice lines or something? Oh, I'm sure. And listen, I'm sure juice lines are all over it because it's great advertising. When you say, hey, pay us five grand, we'll put you in the credits. Well, okay, you know, that's, that's advertising. I get it. But that's insane. Juice companies, you know, forget advertising for a little bit. And think about these groups that need to be funded because a lot of these states are fucked. They're screwed. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. Oh, I just saw this. Did you see this? You probably don't care about this, Jen. You know who Robert Kraft is from the Patriots. Um, And you know how he was arrested. Robert Kraft was arrested for soliciting a pro... Oh, no. He paid for sex. For two two counts of paying for uh, sex. (laughs) Robert Kraft... Listen. Robert Kraft is what is... He's he's in his 70s. Maybe even... He's in his 70s. He's in his 70s. He's not married. Okay. Let's mind you, not married, older guy, single. From what the uh, police say, both times were just simply him getting a, what you call a happy ending. So what? He got a couple of happy endings. So what? Leave the guy alone. He's old. He, he's single. He's not harming anybody. Uh, he wants to go to an Asian spa. And they give him a happy The girl's happy. She just made 100 bucks for giving this old guy a happy ending. He's happy. He got a happy ending. Life goes on. 
So what? Why are well, people? Sad, sadly, those Korean places are massive places for human trafficking. Well, it, okay. there was a massive bust up in Burlington about that. So, okay, now, and, and I was going to bring that up too. So that's the thing they're saying. Well, you know, if you're doing that, then you got some poor girl in there, and she's being forced to do it. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I understand that, and and hopefully it wasn't that situation. But at least, and, and I don't know, Florida. I can tell you here in Connecticut, they do have them, and it's just. You know, it's, it's, there's none of that going on. It's just women that just want to you know, make a few bucks, give, give it a hand job. <laughs> and, you know, if guys want to do it, whatever, they're not harming anybody. They're making money. They're getting their thing. They're going on. Everybody's happy, whatever. What people want to do behind closed doors is their business. But, yeah, I do understand they're saying the whole it could have been a, a thing. And, and but If we, they wanted to get rid of the whole human trafficking and all of that kind of stuff associated with the sex work, they really need to legalize it. Mm-hmm. That's re- yes. legalize it, regulate it, make yes. sure the girls are getting tested and that, that is everybody correct. is consensual. That is correct. And let me tell you something. What that will do is that'll cut down on rape. Believe it or not, how's that going to cut down on rape? Because now these guys, you know, they're not apt to go rape a girl. Now, now if a guy knows, now I can go pay for something. I can go pay a girl a few hundred dollars to simulate my stupid rape fantasy. And if it's legal, let them do it. Then they're not going to go out and rape a girl. It, it will prevent these things, and it'll make it a lot safer. As you said, have them tested. That way you know the girl doesn't have anything. Use protection. Let them pay and let them. It's insane that this is still illegal. It's insane. It's absolutely nuts. Um, but that's not going to change anytime too. Good, good luck convincing the country that it's we should have legalized <laughs> prostitution. <laughs> no, because America, we're a bunch of prudes. Yeah. No, I mean, it's absolutely. you're right. And it's I mean, just crazy. I've gone to Montreal. I've mm-hmm. been at the the red light district of Montreal, and you know, th- there's a massage parlor up there. You go in, you you pay for the massage, and then anything off the menu, yep. <laughs> in the room, you pay for separately. Right. It, it's no big deal up there. They're just like, yeah, whatever. They're all open in French. <laughs> well, it's really not. A, I mean, it's illegal here. Don't get me wrong, but they don't seem to do anything about it. I mean, they, I have one in my town. They don't see <laughs> And you know how I know about the one in my town. Oh my God. This is, I think I told the story. I'm not sure. So like three or four years ago, maybe it was three years ago. Um, it was my girlfriend's who's now my wife. It was her uh, birthday and I wanted to take her to get a massage. So I'm like, I'll take her to get a massage. I'll take her out to eat because you know, she, she'll love getting a massage. It'll be great to, you know, do a massage her and I. So, the place just opened up. It just opened up, like maybe a month prior. And I saw it, and I'm like, you know, it kind of looks like one of those places, but I don't know. Maybe it's not, right? You know, maybe it's okay. So I, I took Jamie and I there. So we go there to get two massages. So, you know, they, it's, uh, they put us in the room, two different girls. And so now they're doing the massage. Now I notice that maybe about 10 minutes in, the girl, like, grazes in between my my legs, like just kind of the top of her hand grazes, right? So now I'm like, oh shit, right? <laughs> I'm going, oh no. <laughs> and Jamie's laying right next to me. Um, you know, she's getting her massage. So then she just keeps on going out. And then after a little bit again, she takes the other side of her hand. She rubs again. You know, does a graze. I'm like, oh my god, right? And I'm and all I can think is, please, please don't do so because now i'm going oh no i can tell but i'm hoping i kind of know she's just testing me so i'm hoping she's like testing me and seeing i'm not excited and not going to do anything because if she like grabs me this is going to be really bad really embarrassing and i don't know what to do thankfully she didn't she just did the two grazes she did the massage and that was it so we're leaving and we get into the car 
and she's like, she goes, you know, something really weird <laughs> happened in there. And I go, what? And she's like, well, I don't know. She was, she was massaging me. And then like, she kind of like ran her hand in between my legs, like, you know, like touched me, but then like kept on going. And, you know, she did it twice, she said. And, <laughs> and I was like, really? She's like, yeah. She goes, she, and then she just went on and that was, that was kind of weird. So now I know it's one of those places and uh, we're not going there again. But uh, um, yeah, they don't, they just seem to to let them go on. Because really, who are they harming? They're not, you know, they're not harming anybody. Let people do their thing. And, and Jen's absolutely right. You legalize prostitution, we're going to take the crime out of it. We're going to take the, the, the disease, the, the getting disease, all the bad things out of it will be taken away. That's really, really the way. We should legalize everything. Drugs, everything. Everything. Yeah. I mean, the war on drugs is, is pointless. Yes. It has been for a long time. The, it goes back to prohibition. What did, what did They had to do something with all the people that were the law enforcers with prohibition, so they threw them into a drug war. Right. <laughs> Let, let's create another version of the gangsters of the <laughs> the roaring 20s. Is like, did they not think that was going to happen? Of course they did. They don't care. Oh, it's so crazy. So crazy. This world. Oh, and by the way, vapors, it, all the vapors complaining about the Lucky Charm. You saw this. The Lucky Charms. Yeah, beer. I saw that. Uh, here, here, you need to wake up. Okay. Uh, we're going to tell General Mills. General Mills knows. General Mills, more than likely, not only do they know, they're more than likely in on it. And what they probably did was they probably got together with this beer company. I, I want to research this. I need to find out. But this this is what I think happened. And I, I can almost guarantee that this is the truth. I, I'm going to research it. I'll find out for my next show. General Mills teamed up with this beer company to create the Lucky Charms beer. And then General Mills, very powerful company, they have advertising set up with every network everywhere. So they put out a huge ad campaign. And it wasn't an advertisement that you'd see playing with the, the other ads. What they do is they pay the media. It's called like a placement ad. So what they do is they're doing the regular news and they actually present it like it's a news story. It's really a paid advertisement, but they present it as being a news story. So the media is not reporting anything bad about this because they're getting paid, you idiots. It's an advertisement. Yeah. They're getting paid to say, oh, that's really cool. Oh, I bet that's going to taste delicious. Oh, we got to try that. It's a paid advertisement. That's why they're reporting it the way they are. It's That's all it is. It's a paid advertisement. It gets, it gets, it, It's a great idea. It gets pressed to uh, Lucky Charms, which gets them a lot of press. It gets pressed to this beer company. It's a win for everybody. So the reporters aren't going to say anything bad about it because it's an advertisement. They're getting paid to say something good about it. So stop it. I, I <laughs> Listen, I, I think it's crazy, too, that there's a Lucky Charms beer and we can't have Lucky Charms e-liquid. I, I, I think it's crazy, too, but that's just the way it is. And But honestly, Jen, here, here's the thing, too. I am, and I've announced this before, I am not going to fight anymore for Lucky Charms e-liquid or for Gummy Bear e-liquid. You know, when that senator last year came out and he said, explain to me why you have to have gummy bear flavored e-liquid to quit cigarettes. How can he answer that? Without well, sounding like an gummy idiot. bear e-liquid is delicious. Yeah, I understand, <laughs> but you you really can't answer that without sounding ridiculous because you don't. I mean, you're right. He's right. You don't. You can have flavors. Do you really need gummy bear? And I think what it's going to come down to, and I, now I can tell you here in Connecticut, they propose this too. And actually, again, I'm being biased because of the way my company is. 
I'm fine with it. They're even considering doing a thing where they're going to ban flavored e-liquid, but, but if you want to sell e-liquid, you just have to get it approved by the state. So you would submit it, and they would just want to make sure it's nothing that's going to be appealing or attracted, you know, something appealing towards children or something that a child would want. And then they have a little board. They go, okay, well, this juice is fine. This wouldn't be appealing to a child. And then they allow it to be sold. The sad thing is, is they don't realize a bunch of adults are a bunch of big kids. Well, I, <laughs> they, well, yes, you're right. And it's crazy. But but I, again, I'd be fine with that because my juice would go right through. I got no problem with that. And I and I do think the FDA might, and I, and I don't think states will have to do it, because I do think the FDA might at some point come up with this. And they've discussed it before, maybe having juices approved where they have to go through a process to ensure they're not going to be appealing to children. Now, again... I'm fine with that because that weeds out 80% of the e-liquid industry, and I'm left with the 20%, and I'll be more than happy to fill those store shelves at tea time. I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, you know, I, but you know what? Um, I, I do think that that could be a possibility. And there, there really is no need to advertise as candy flavored because you can have a pineapple flavor that has a candy note to it mm-hmm. and still advertise it as pineapple. Yes. You know, you can have a, a tropical fruit blend that tastes like, you know, a, a lollipop with a little bit of hard candy flavoring in there and advertise it as a tropical fruit flavor. You yeah. don't have to advertise it as candy. And, 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 you and yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. E-liquid uh, marketing should look like wine bottles. Look at wine bottles. That's what our labels should look like. It's that simple. Yep. Um, ripe vapes. I love, I've never had ripe vapes juice in my life. It could be the shittiest juice. It could be great. I have no idea. I just love his marketing. His marketing is perfect. That ripe vapes is what a fucking e-liquid label should look like. Um, you know, there's others that I found like him. Uh, 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 apothecary. There's some other, I can't even think of it. But there's a few liquid companies I've seen out there, and they have the right marketing, the right labeling. Tea Time. Tea Time's another one. Yeah. That's the way it should look like. That's, mean, even as much as I don't like Five Ponds, their label is nice. Yes. Yeah. As much as I hate Five Ponds, you're right. that They have very good marketing. Absolutely. Them and their damn oak barrel aged e-liquid <laughs> is is that Fucking a sham bullshit. okay i was gonna okay so is that a <laughs> sham because i and they're not the only company i actually recently saw a company who's also saying the same thing that they soak their e-liquid in oak barrels and i see people on facebook going oh you can tell it's such a difference is that really bullshit <sighs> there are some diyers who have done it too and quite frankly i am completely against the idea if you are, if they are actually doing it, because a who knows what you're getting from the wood into right. your e-liquid, mm-hmm. what chemicals, what what anything that could be going into it, leaching into it, and b VG is the worst possible flavoring uh, carrier to have. So putting in VG flavoring e-liquid into an uh, oak barrel, you're going to have to steep that thing for like two years before it actually gets any kind of flavoring out of the oak. You're really better off just using, you know, oak wood flavoring or uh, oak barrel or <laughs> red oak from but, TPA. I mean, there's so many flavorings well, I was that say, are oak flavored. Do, do you think some of them are, even though they're claiming this oak th- bullshit, that they're just using a flavoring and just flavoring it that way and they're going, oh, wow. I would imagine. <laughs> wow. I mean, the amount of time that it would take to end the barrels that you'd have to use to actually steep that juice in it a, as a reserve flavor that you only come out with once a year, maybe that could be plausible. But I've tasted the Five Ponds one and that tasted like TPA Red Oak. So so it's just a flavoring <laughs> then. You, that, wow. 
That's crazy. I kind of call that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Yeah, that is <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, oh, boy. That's right, Dimitri. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't this so much fun, Jen? <laughs> yeah. I, I I try to avoid bitching too much about things on my own show because, you know, I've got mostly mixers for audience and they don't really want to hear all the drama. And I have had a couple of rant shows. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I try to not rant too much and I try to not be too mean to different companies. But, you know, five ponds can go fucking die. I, I, was, I don't <laughs> they, they can they can no longer be a company. I don't care. Well, what, what I don't understand. And that's the thing. Now, the thing them being in this Hall of Fame, I was like, you got to be kidding me. You know, I remember that whole incident with with the diacetyl, and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, how could you know Hall of Fame? That that was absurd. What happened with that? And the crazy thing. Did you realize what's happened with that since then? Well, I know there was a lawsuit, right? I believe they got sued, and uh, I don't know. You know what? I don't know what happened with the lawsuit. I know they got sued. I know some people sued them over it. I, I haven't seen anything more about that, but all of the companies back in that point. They all switched to using like Capella's V2 stuff and the DX stuff from TPA so that it didn't have the acetylpropanol and the acetoin and the diacetyl in it. And everybody started complaining that the stuff didn't taste right. right. So guess what they've done? They've all pretty much gone back to using DAP flavors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean. I'm sure they it, have. There, there's definitely Capella's V1 custard in almost everything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like v2 doesn't taste the same you can tell that it's not thick and it's not as creamy yeah you have to steep it for a long time and it's okay but mm. it's not the same right. and it, they just they started using other flavoring companies too and they don't bother telling us what's in them so it, unless you're using flavor art you have no idea and again or tpa well, tpa then, does list their flavor well then why don't they there. just say on the bottle this could again i don't get it just say this could contain diacetyl they refuse they don't want to do it why do e-liquid companies not want to disclose sucralose and diacetyl in their e-liquids well, why is that why are they so i i when russ did this years ago you know the kind of flack i got i'm like are you kidding me i said he's saving us he found out this horrible chemicals in e-liquid and he's trying to get it out of there so we're not vaping it Oh, no, he's just causing trouble and he's just a fucking, you know, he's an asshole trying to cause drama. No, he was pointing out something that was uh, that companies were putting in that 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 was harming us. I couldn't believe the reaction. I mean, e-liquid companies went nuts. They went. Well, that's because now everybody believes that was all a big hyped shenanigans and that diacetyl has no bearings on anything and it's perfectly fine to vape. <laughs> that's that's now the the mentality i i get this comment kind of stuff in in the groups that i'm in and it's like wow yeah it's not good for you <laughs> i mean you're it's a small minuscule exposure it's a lot less than cigarettes has in it however any exposure can continue over a continuous long period of time could cause lung damage yes it's there the Popcorn workers were exposed to it for eight hours a day at a higher dose than what we're vaping it at. And it only a few of them really developed it. Right. It wasn't all, everybody. And you kind of have to be predisposed to it or, you know, you it has to be, it, you have to, it's kind of like cancer. You have to be switched on for it. Right. So it, it's not likely that everybody's going to develop bronchial obliterans, 
but it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> and the fact that you could even give it to one or two, or even if it's only five people out of a million, you still gave it to somebody. You know, I, I don't, I'm going to discuss this in the history of e-liquid, but it, you know, we started out this industry 10 years ago making simple e-liquids to get off cigarettes, basic flavorings, VG, PG, and nicotine. We weren't adding sweetener. We, we weren't adding all this crazy shit. Yeah. We wanted it to be as little as possible because we wanted to get away from the harmful effects of smoking and cigarettes, and we wanted to use a product that was as least harmful as possible that would work and get us. And, and it was like that for the first couple of years. Then, unfortunately, e-liquid companies came in, and they saw the money that was there to be made, and they created this whole nightmare where okay now the market's 18 to 25 we have to load juices with that are creamy the creamier the better oh that's diacetyl oh who gives a shit it'll sell who cares oh you want to make it sweeter like uh you want to make a fucking chocolate cake okay well throw some fucking uh sweetener in there oh it's, it could be harmful yeah who cares you know now we became as bad not you and i jen but the industry now <laughs> became as yeah. bad as big tobacco okay now we're putting these chemicals in there that we know are now not only could they be harmful to some people, but they're not even necessary. But because it makes our juice taste creamier and sweeter and better and like a piece of candy or eating like a Boston cream pie, oh boy, and people love it so much, who gives a shit? Fucking throw it in there because it's going to sell and it's going to make us millions of dollars. That And that's what, unfortunately, 80% of the e-liquid companies are doing to you and they're still doing it today. And it's sad that it turned into and that. And that's why I never got, my juice line never got big was because I didn't put sweetener in mine. Right. Oh, I mean, I I did have a few dappy flavors in there, but you know, it was mostly the custards. Listen, when 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 I started this, uh, people thought I was nuts. They're like, "That's not you're not going to sell any. No one's going to buy that. No one's going to buy that." Um, they do, they do buy it. You know, the thing with having a non-sweetened D liquid is you really can't sell it and market it the way they all do because they're selling oh. crap. You really have to. <laughs> the, they are the best way is direct to consumer. I've, I've learned that. I sell direct to my customers, and they love it, and they keep on buying over and over and over and over again. We've become their brand. You know, Tea Time's their brand. And and uh, people are a lot more apt to vape your juice and make it their brand if it doesn't have any sweetener. I can tell you that. And all the emails I get, a lot of them are like that. I couldn't vape other juices because of the sweetener. I can vape your juice all the time, and I don't get tired of it. It's my brand now. Um, so at the end of the day, you'll get more loyal comeback customers with a no added sweetener. But yeah, it's not killing their coils either. Exactly. But they, the sweet, the, the, I call them the super sweet crew. The super sweet crew makes more money because they're all about selling to masses, selling thousands and thousands of bottles. They know that someone's going to use your juice maybe once or twice and not give a shit, but they don't care. There's always one behind them to buy. And who cares? You keep on cycling them. Then they all get together and become friends. And then they all start these little distro companies. They have these little wholesale companies. And, you know, they're all selling. And then everybody's like switching from their juice, their friend's juice, this juice. It's a constant switching, switching. It's, it's crazy. It's nuts. And then to get your juice into shops, uh, you have to get through the shop owners who are all vaping the hype juice. And that's they're like, right. this isn't sweet enough. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they, that's what they want. They want the crappy sweet stuff, unfortunately. Oh, hang on a second. There's a call. I didn't even realize that. I was about to. That's that okay. might be Winstead. Let's see. Hello. Hello, caller. How are you? Yep, it sure is me. How are you? Hi, Jen. I'm just joining in, listening to you guys go ranting on the on the no sugar, no sweetener. Are you? Well, you don't use sweetener either. Uh, no, I do. I, I don't. 
and I do. I don't for anything with pods, and I use about 0.25%. That's about as good as I can get. Anything over 025 is I can't taste anything but the sweetener. So so why do you not use it for health reasons or just because you don't like it? No, I don't like it. Oh, you just don't like Okay, you don't like it. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I mean, she can yeah, bake more stuff I, I than can't. I can. Sweetener sweetener just kills the flavor of everything else. I, I'm, I'm not a super crazy taster like JJ, mm-hmm. but um, I am pretty sensitive to some stuff. I don't get wheezy. I don't get any of that stuff. But I, if I add sweetener to it, it kills the actual aromas. I mean, I, I just that's all I taste is sweetener. Like I tried it in my pods. I don't care if it kills my coils. So it's not even for that reason. Um, it's because I can't taste anything other than sweet air. Right. Why right. would I want to taste sweet air? Uh, hey, it sells. <laughs> I don't know why either, but for some fucking reason, it sells. Um, and, and, and I do under why I understand why it sells from having the vape shop. I saw these people come in and, and again, it's, it's, it's guy, guys, girls in their twenties. They love it. They love the, the sweetness. Well, not, not just that, but they're, they never, well, first of all, some of them are coming straight off cigarettes. So their taste buds are dead Yeah, and they never give themselves, they're not in DIY because obviously, um, so they never give their, they're never experimenting with flavorings as much as somebody who does do anything of mixing of their own. So I'm a mixer. So I, I have a wide array of flavors that I play with all the time. If I don't know what they taste like, how can I mix? Right. And if I kill them with sweetener, I can't mix. Yeah. You, you can't taste them if you put a bunch of sweetener in it. Right. But so you're right. I mean, Jen's right. It's 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 correcting bad mixing. So when they say, you know, uh, if you're not a very good mixer, just throw some sweetener in it. That's true. I mean, you can correct a bad recipe with just just a little bit of sweetener, or a lot of sweetener. Or a lot I don't of know, sweetener. man. I tasted some really bad stuff, then all the sweetener in the world. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> oh, I, I, There's some juices that all the sweetener in the world can't fix. Oh, I am. I do have sensitivities to stuff like lemons and oranges and stuff like that. Sweetener seems to help me with in those departments. Point two five percent. That's not that's not what shop juice or these you know like you called them earlier the super sweeters. Super sweet. That's crew. not what they're using. They're not yeah. using point two five percent. They're right. going well above that. Right. And you're generally not using Capella's either. You're using like Flavor West, which is a bit cleaner because you don't have all the the added. Uh, preservatives in it because capella's is basically like taking uh what's the splenda in the packets and just dumping in a bunch of water (laughs) it has to have the preservatives in that one because if it didn't it would mold it would mold oh my god yeah it would get moldy so if it didn't have the preservatives preservatives that one would get moldy but the ones that are in pg or vg only have to have the straight sucralose you know, I noticed too. A lot of it seems like a lot of Canadian vapors don't like sweetened juices. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I agree. I, I no, I my my Canada line. We had to keep going back and forth trying to make them sweeter because that was it needs more flavor. It needs more sweetener. It needs. It's like I am not pushing this sweetener beyond one and a half percent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, I just seem to have a lot of customers uh, and from I Canada. I went. I went to one of the vape expos in Canada and. Mm-hmm. 
everything was so sweet. Really? I could not taste anything again. See, that's surprising. There, there are a few companies that were not that way, but there were some that were extremely sweet. We have a lot of customers from Canada, and they all tell me because they don't want anything sweet. They, they want something that's not sweet. I yeah, mean, that's why they're coming to you and not buying Canadian. Also, oh, <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I mean, most of it is like pour some maple syrup on it. You know, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It really is. It's just, I don't know. It, it, it and, and unfortunately, it's it, well. The crazy thing too is, if I doubt the FDA stuff's going to stay the way it is, but if it did stay the way it was, and the FDA did discover that, say, listen, we're not going to allow the sucralose or sweetener to be put in there. Most of these companies are screwed. I would say 90% of the e-liquid, uh, e-liquids on the market, at least here in America, have sweetener in them, right? Like 90%, most of them. At least, yeah. Yeah. There's very, very few that don't. Oh, what did I, what happened? Uh, <laughs> what? And, I, and I believe that the FDA is either going to say no sweetener or they're going to say it needs to be reduced by X amount. Right. Yeah, yes. You can only have this many parts per million in it. I mean, I, I wouldn't object to them dealing with DAP that way, too. I mean, both <laughs> all of those chemicals should go. Fur for all should go. And and, um, and here's going to be the, the the very interesting thing. when they do, And I believe that, too. When they do say no sweetener, then consumers are going to start saying, why? And then they're going to start asking, like when the whole diacetyl thing went down, Every day, we had at least three or four people coming in the store going, does, does that e-liquid contain diacetyl? They're, they're, they're going to say, well, what, why, why is this in my e-liquid? Why is the FDA saying it shouldn't be in there? Why is the FDA saying there should only be a certain amount in there? Now people are going to realize, oh, because this shit's bad. Well, why are you fucking dumping this in my e-liquid? I mean, then they're, they're going to get it. They're not getting it now. But they'll get it then, and it'll be interesting to see how the e-liquid companies react to that. Are they going to admit it and say, yeah, we knew it was bad for some people, but we didn't care? Or are they going to, you know, what kind of bullshit are they going to come well, up with then? The sad thing is, is most of those e-liquid companies that are selling in 10 mil bottles in the EU mm-hmm. are following that recommendation. They, they're only allowed to put 24 parts per million of those non-allowed chemicals. Right. So most of their juices have less than that if they're running the... Uh, the small 10 mils, but a lot of them are getting around that by doing short fills. Short fills. That's right. Yep. They're all doing short fills. Right. And, and, and my, my thing with that is that at the end of the day, it, if it saves vaping and we can call it not candy flavors because we didn't add sweetener to it, let's do it, man. Yeah. Right. Let, let's say, let's pretend that the sweetener is what's making it a candy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, oh. I don't know. I guess we'll see. There's a lot that's going to happen this year. And I I think this year is going to be probably one of the most important years for vaping that we've had in a long time. Just for the fact that the FDA has to do something. No more talking. They can't say we're going to, we're going to, we're going to. That's over. They got to do something drastic this year. But but I do believe the drastic. By the way, guys, let me just go ahead. Let me me go ahead and let you guys know. I am driving, but I have you on my headset. (laughs) So if I, if we're in the middle of conversation and I meet you guys out. It's just somebody else got in the car with me, just so you know. But I do believe that you are absolutely right about the FDA having to do something. I wonder if we have a bargaining chip by saying let's eliminate sweetener. Then it's not a candy. 
Oh, the, the industry will never go for that. <laughs> but 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 I'll tell you something. I think what it's going to be this year is I believe it's going to be the 21. I believe they're going to push for the nationwide 21 tobacco products. And listen, if they want to jump on that, let them. I know vape shops don't want to hear that. I know they don't want they want to fight. You can't fight it. Unfortunately, you can't fight it. You can't be a vape shop and fight for 18-year-olds to come in and buy your stuff because they're going to say it's ridiculous. You, you, it's, you're just not going to win that argument. You're not going to win. I say let them have it. I know, I'm, but that's not cool. That's no. not cool. My daughter served in the armed forces. She was a Marine. She enlisted when she was uh, 19 years old. She served this country. She's 24 now, and she's out. And between the ages of 18 and 21, she couldn't drink in the Marine Corps, but she could smoke cigarettes. And that's crazy. And she can carry a rifle, and now she, you know, now they're going to talk. She doesn't smoke cigarettes, thank God. But you, I, I just don't think that you, I don't think that's cool, man. Listen. If we're going to make children 21 years old is the adult age, then it needs to be 21 across the board. Well, that, that, listen, they should not yes. have yep. to serve nothing until they're 21. I, I said this before on the show. I agree with you. I think if you're 18 years old and you can fight for our country, you should be able to drink, smoke, have sex, do whatever the fuck you want. You're an adult at that point. If you can go fight for us, then you should be able to do anything an adult can do. I absolutely agree. Unfortunately, that's not the way it is. Unfortunately, we have a 21 drinking age, yet you can be 18 to be an adult. Um, it's not that way. And, 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 if this, and if this is going to save us, if this is going to get them off our ass, if they're going to say, okay, if you agree to 21, we'll go away. All right, we'll go away. We'll work with you on everything else. But this... What we just got to, it's just got to be done. I don't think that's going to end it though. It's not going to end they'll, it. It's not going to end it. They'll take the 21 and they'll be like, oh, okay, well, now we want to ban these flavors and now we want to do this and now we want to do that. And it's just going to be one thing and we want more taxes on it. But, but, but it's going to be. You're right. But I do feel very strongly. I agree with you. I agree with her. If you're 18 and you can go to war, you should be able to fucking drink or smoke or do whatever you want. It, they're just not going to. And I, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so adamant about it and have an 18-year-old that joined the Marine Corps and went through hell in boot camp. And then she went overseas to two different overseas countries. She was in the Middle East for a six-month tour. She was in um, Japan, uh, not Japan, one of them islands out there <laughs> for, I think that was only three months. But, I mean, come on, man. We just wanted her home side. And now that she's home side and she's out of the Marine Corps, I'm thinking, how can they tell her she can't – she could drink when she was overseas because overseas right. is 18 yep. or something like that, but not in the States and not on base. Well, the only, the only way to prevent that or make it th – this is what you'd have to do. You would have to start a whole new advocacy group that has nothing at all to do with vaping. And it would simply be a group where you would say, seriously, where you would say, listen, 18 is 18. Either we're going to be 18 and we can do everything an adult can do, lower the drinking age, everything. If you're 18, you're a fucking adult and you can do anything and everything, a leak, drink, smoke, whatever the fuck. Or it's got to be 21, one or the other. You can't have it both. You can't say 18 for this, but 21 for that. Yeah, you're no, right. Yeah, it's, it's got to be you're one right. or the fucking other. And, and, and make them make a choice. Cause, and, and you know what? It might actually get a lot of attention because I'm sure there's a lot of parents like you that have had kids in the military or family members in the military and they feel the same way. Um, people just in general, if, if you're 18, you can vote. I can vote. I can decide who can be the president of the fucking United States, but I can't. You can go into I massive amounts of debt. Yeah, you can go to, you're right. You can get contracts, you can get credit cards, you can buy a house, all this shit. 
But I can't. Yeah, that's insane. I I really don't think a, a eighteen year old's an adult. I mean, I have four kids, and until my my two oldest turned twenty two ish, I didn't I I didn't trust them with their own this damn decisions. I you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, right. I was like, so, I mean, I agree with the 21, but let's make everything 21. Uh, yeah, yes. And, and you know what? I wasn't I wasn't an adult at 18 either. I was definitely not uh, an adult at 18. I wasn't either. Um, I was probably more like my mid-20s. But you're right. I mean, it, it, it should that it should be 21 around the board. Oh, hang on. I'm sorry, phone people. Nobody ever calls, so I hardly ever check the phone lines. Uh, caller in 808, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Kev. It's, it's Smiley. Hi, Smiley. How are you? Good. I heard a lot of things tonight uh, about the tobacco and menthol, and I'm a part-time Juul smoker, and yeah, I'm one, I think um, Juul's doing the right thing by just rolling over, and they don't even need to be legislated. They're like, okay, we're going to stop selling um, flavors. We're only going to ha- sell tobacco and menthol, and they, didn't, they did this without even a, a law being passed. So I think they're actually playing strategic. They're giving everyone like rope to hang themselves. Like, what do they mean? Uh, so this is going to stop people from using jewels. All right, of course they are. They, they they have they have a very calculated plan. They're very smart, and it's working. And it's absolutely to eliminate. So their- they're going to continue to sell the flavors through direct marketing and through only vape shops. Well, right now, I think they're just selling the flavors online through their website. They said that they were going to stop okay. uh, giving, but I, I, but I do think at some point that they're going to hang that hat and say nope, and they're just going to do it again. They'll sell flavors as long as they can, but if flavors go away, you're right; doesn't matter to them. They'll sell tobacco and menthol. They've already see they've already got they have convenience store space. They have the best space in the world. Um, you know, so even if they only had tobacco or mint or menthol pods, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Very smart company. I'm not happy with what they're doing because they're destroying our industry or trying to, but from a business yeah, perspective, I'm not happy with what they're doing no, either. but from I a business perspective, they're very, very smart. <laughs> I mean, if you want to look at it from strictly uh, business, yeah, they're, they're doing so many things right that the vaping industry is not doing. So they're ahead. Uh, like they're putting serial numbers on their devices. They're giving uh, everyone a one-year warranty. They replace their devices with no questions asked. Um, the Wait rest a second. of the vaping so industry have, is not we, doing we that. Do, we do have companies that do do that. If you look at Blue and um, you look at, um, um, gosh, what's the name of it? Uh, you have to struggle to find to to find a name, but um. I think no, you know if, if you want to if you want to compete with Jewel, you're going to have to do what they do. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you well, number one, there's no competing with Jewel. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. No company is big enough what, to compete with Jewel. Slapping a serial number on your devices and having sort of a chain of custody with all their um, products, everything is all registered. It's if anything goes wrong, it's easily traced. It's easily, um, you know, protected against counterfeiting. Right, but 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 the key. So they're doing so many. Things. But the key with Jewel to understand that has so many people really hooked on it are two major things. Number one, I can go to my local convenience store and get Jewel pods. They're everywhere. You don't have to go to a vape shop. You can get them anywhere. You can go to fucking Walt, wherever they have they have Jewel pods. Um, number two, the biggest one of the biggest selling points I think it is 
is it's simple. You put it in the pod, you vape it, you throw it fucking out. Americans are lazy. They want simple. They don't want to fill shit, uh, clean shit, wick shit, fucking uh, prep shit. That No, they want to vape it, throw it away, get the fuck out and go on with their day. That, unless you're a fiddler, and then you've got like yes, I've unless got you're a, a fiddler, geek vape Aegis, uh, but, 100 watt mod but with most, a dead rabbit, right? But part most, of RD, RTA on top, but 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 most vapors are most vapors <laughs> are, are. If anybody is listening, I can give them a great marketing idea to sell um sell syringes full of salt nicotine. So we can refill our jewel pods. You know what? Uh-huh. You know what? Speaking <laughs> and, and, and be sure to slap the serial number on it because you want to um, keep keep up with their branding. <laughs> it's it's funny that you bring that up because I I just saw this on a Facebook post today. This lady was upset. She said that this her competitor store down the street was you can go there and pay five dollars, and for five dollars they'll fill your five mil tank. And then they'll even check it, like if you need a coil. So, like you know, they'll 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 replace the coil. If you need, it's almost like getting an oil change. You bring in your tank, they'll fill it up, change the coil for yeah. you, pay them five or I six think bucks. You need like out. a diabetes needle to be able to uh, refill one of those jewel pods. Right, but you're right. If people could walk in and pay for a jewel refill, <laughs> they do that all day. They'd be like, "There you go, refill me up." But it's funny you say that because that's the same concept this guy was doing, and this woman was very upset about it. But I thought, wow, that's actually not that. That's pretty smart. You know, just fucking uh, refill people's tanks for five bucks a shot. Great profit margins on it. The, but I don't want, you know, the the the. the I don't pro- want to throw the conversation too too much back, but you were you were being kind of critical of a movie that's gonna give everyone an education about um, nicotine and nicotine, how yes. there's a lot of us who think it's medicine. Yes, and I think that's gonna be very helpful for people to you know to turn on my Netflix and see that on the front page of Netflix. There's a vaping movie right now on the front page of Netflix. Has anyone seen it? I, I have seen, seen it. it. Yes, it's a documentary they did about two years ago. It's a little dated, but it is a very interesting documentary, and you should watch it. I watched it. It's a, it's a, it's, it's got good information. It's just a, a little old. It's not. We're not caught up now. But I don't. The billion lives. I don't one. think it's unrealistic though, that people's attitudes toward nicotine are going to change because look at it how uh, psychedelics are being accepted as medicine. And this is just really recently where many, many people are saying, wow, people are using this for legitimate medical reasons, whether they're self-medicating or not. A lot of people find psychedelics helpful. So it's not much of a leap to, to, to say that people are going to one day think nicotine is helpful. But, but the problem well, is, is the media will never allow that to happen. Um, the media's biggest advertisers are big pharmaceutical. They will not allow. So, I don't think I don't think they're allowing uh, psychedelics to be promoted, but yet it's coming into the like this zeitgeist that people are realizing it that these things are good. They don't make people jump out of windows and die and become heroin addicts. They really help people. No, it never made me do that. But uh, I'll tell you what. There was one time I took a couple and I thought I was going to freak out. (laughs) I had a pretty bad trip. There's a difference between (laughs) dropping a couple of tabs of LSD and taking a couple micro doses of mushrooms. Yes, yes. No, I, I understand. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, and again, I hope it goes out there and I hope everybody watches it and I hope they do understand because I know that nicotine's not this evil drug that it's been made out to be. It's just that you have people that's just been, you know, it's like the same thing. Let, let, let's be honest. Pure heroin isn't bad. We're talking about pure heroin is not bad. 
But if you try to convince anybody that pure heroin's not bad, you could probably do it with enough evidence to show them, you know, stats and scientifics, whatever. But at the end of the day, you ask that same person a couple weeks later, is heroin bad? They're going to say, of course it's bad. Um, you, you just can't get that out of somebody's head. It's going to be very difficult to convince the, the major population that this nicotine really isn't that bad, especially when it's not going to have media backing. Media will not back this. You're not going to find this movie on Netflix. They're not going to back it. That's why you didn't find uh, a billion lives on Netflix or any of these major ones. They don't want anything to do with it. They don't want to harm their biggest advertisers, who's Big Pharmaceutical, unfortunately. Unfortunately. And you know what? It's probably going to be a great documentary. A Billion Lives was great. It'll probably be just as good I as that. I disagree. Netflix plays all kinds of shit. You know, they're not, you know what I mean? I don't think it's going to be locked out automatically. Well, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that he didn't get Billion Lives on there. Where's that? That never made it on Netflix. I mean, hopefully this one does. I mean, we'll see. And, and again, it's not harmful. It's just that the problem. Well, with a Billion Lives. A billion lives was before all the um, data came out in Europe, too. So, I mean, now we have data to back up some of the information that's being provided in this next in this next documentary. Right. It's just getting people in the U.S. to uh, actually accept that uh, that that uh, what's coming out of Europe, because right now they're not. We mentioned we yeah, mentioned- I think you're a little bit pessimistic, though, that people's attitudes change about things. And we just have to represent in our own private lives that this is very hey, helpful. Hey, you know what, Smiley? I've been part of the vape industry for 10 years. With everything I've seen, it's very it's very hard to not be pessimistic. We're always rolling along those people that go, oh, that's terrible. That's so bad for you. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what you think. I'm not going to change your mind. Yeah. Right. And one of the things that, that I disagree with the whole jewels part of it is that they don't have a step-down program. When they, when they implement a step-down program from 50 milligrams to 25 to 12 to 18, and it doesn't have to go below 18, but at least it's a step-down program. Well, because, because That would be amazing. I will, I will stop thinking of them as a shit company because the, that but, but But that's not what they are. If you look at all their interviews throughout the years, especially in the past two years, they specifically stated when they did the whole interview where they said we're not part of the vaping industry, they said we're we're an alter- we're a switch, we're an alternative. Either you smoke a cigarette or you use a jewel. They never intended on getting people off nicotine. That was never. They just wanted to be a product that you use us instead of cigarettes. That's it. So they never. Yeah, I understand that, but right. there are people that smoke Marlboro Light versus Marlboro Red. Right. So that's where I said the step down program. And that's why I said you don't have to go below 18 milligrams, but at least have that as an option for people who smoke lighter. And, and you're right. They should. They should. Absolutely. And I would be a lot more on board with July. I agree with you if they had a step down program. But that's not their intent. They want people on that nicotine. That's it. I mean, listen. These yeah, they don't want yeah. people quitting. Well, it's all about delivery because I, I could vape 60 milligram, you know, 60 milliliters of three milligram or I could vape a few joules a week. And it's about the same amount of nicotine. Right. Correct. I completely agree with that because I vape on a pod all day long, all day long from nine o'clock in the morning till five o'clock in the afternoon. But I do hit my mod at night when I'm at home just just because I still enjoy that deep lung inhale every once in a while. But for the most part, I'm vaping a 20 milligram all day long. Right. And, you know, I was talking to somebody about the. Oh, I think I was talking to, I don't know who it was, but anyway, they had, oh, Matt, I was talking to Matt from Suck My Out about it. He said, imagine if you could have, you know, 
an e-liquid, say that was zero milligram, but still gave you that throat hit that you got when you use nicotine. I'm a zero milligram user. I've been at zero milligram for years now. If I had an e-liquid that I knew had no nicotine but might simulate that throat hit, I'd probably try it. <laughs> I'd probably use it. I'm not going to lie. I, I miss that. I don't have nicotine anymore, but I do miss that that throat hit. Um and I, th- I think that's part of the problem. Up pro- that PG and add a little bit of flash, you'll be good to go. Yeah, well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want. I know throat PG throat hit, and that's a little, <laughs> that's, a little that's too harsh. That's too much. But uh, yeah. So, so I, hang on. I, ha- I have to wrap this guy. I didn't realize it was eight o'clock. I'm sorry, John. I've had John here for two hours. I didn't realize. It's okay. Smiley, I, I can go for a few more minutes. Smiley, thank you for calling, and I appreciate you. I really appreciate you calling, and that's cool. We hope to, uh, call in again sometime. Hang on. I don't have. Okay. I think that was it. Are you guys still there? Yeah. Okay. You're there. Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, I got to drop the callers. I want to thank you guys for calling in. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. You're welcome to come on anytime. Anytime you want to come on. I'm here. You can come on the show. What's your friend's name? Jennifer. I forgot her name. Jennifer. Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer. We're the JJs. The, uh, perfect. <laughs> Thank you for calling in, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been fun, and uh, we will talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, hon. Bye. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Listen, you got a family. You got. <laughs> you don't want to be doing this for hours. I just got carried away. I didn't realize it was almost 8 o'clock. But uh, I got everything I want to talk, to talk to about anyway. Thank you for coming on, Jen. Jen, I'll have Jen on again. Jen is uh, very good. She's very good at doing this. She's, uh, uh, you're very good at being a uh, co-host. You know when to speak. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've learned working with Winstead, and I do the vapor vixens on Sunday. We all kind of get take turns. I tend to be the more quiet one, and then I'll talk when it's my turn. So, <laughs> is it what is it like? A, is it like a video show you do? Yeah, we uh, on YouTube, it's Mix and Vixens. We do Sunday at 6, and I have my channel, which is Flavor Pro, and I do Wednesdays at 7. Beautiful. Wednesdays at 7, Flavor Pro, and Sundays at 6, you do two shows. Yep. That's very good. People will check you out. They can see you. You're They're on both video. just mixing recipe shows, so. Right. Well, <laughs> hey, maybe they want to get into mixing recipes. Who knows? Maybe they're tired of fun. having oversweetened crappy liquids and they, they want to, you know, learn how to mix something without uh, ruining it with sucralose and, uh, and they can pay you a visit. What do you think yeah. of, uh, what do you think of, uh, what's his name? Uh, the DIY or die? Uh, oh God. What's Wayne. His? Wayne. What do you think of Wayne? Uh, well, I've had him on my show a few times and we hang out and he actually promotes the Mix and Vixens and he's, he's cool. Yeah. Does he know his stuff? I mean, he like knows he's, uh. Pretty knowledgeable. He is knowledgeable. I he's got an average taste bud. Yeah, but you're you're, you're better than him, <laughs> right? You, you, you're definitely. I, my taste buds are super sensitive. Right. I mean, I'm sensitive with everything though, like <laughs> touch, taste, sense, hearings, my lights, sensory, everything is super heightened. So it's not necessarily a blessing. Right. <laughs> well, I was gonna say some tea time, but I don't know if I want to now because <laughs> you might be like, whoa. What? I imagine I would like it because I have a feeling I know what you use in it. Yeah. Well, you probably do. You're an expert, so you probably know. But don't tell anybody. Maybe I'll get to taste them down in uh, down in Connecticut. Oh, absolutely. Yes. You're you're going to come to Connecticut. Uh, you're absolutely. I'll, I'll give you whatever tea time you want. 
you should you should definitely try to come down. It really is it really is fun. I mean, I I know I know I'm hating on the Hall of Fame stupid thing they're doing, but the actual event, the the NVE, really is a great time, and uh, it's 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 a good event to come to. So uh, yeah, and actually, you know what? I just got my room. The rooms aren't that bad either. Mohegan Sun is a you ever been to Mohegan Sun? Mohegan Sun's a no. really nice casino. It's not as big as Foxwoods where they used to have the event, but it's better. The restaurants are better. The shop, everything's just better about it. It's a really, and I think my room for Friday was like 200 bucks, 214 bucks for Mohegan Sun. That's cheap. I mean, those rooms are like five or $600. Um, so they got a really good uh, a deal too. If you're getting a room with the, they have a discount code. If you go to the NVE site, they'll, uh, they have it there. But uh, well, somebody has offered to get me a room. So oh. I may be, that's, that's kind of the, in the air part. Like, I'm not sure if we're going down, if we're not getting the room, it's, it's kind of up to them. I haven't heard back from them yet. Right. Well, hopefully you do come. It'll be great to see you there. And, uh, we'll definitely have you on again. Uh, whenever, you know, you let me know. I don't want to, oops, those are my phone lines. Yeah. As long as we can do it, you know, the six to eight, eight thirty time period is, is good for me because that keeps the little one off with, with my hubby, even though he's been here in chat. <laughs> I like this time period. I think this time period is very good. I like six o'clock. I usually eat around this time, but I don't care. It's fine. It's earlier. I'm not as tired. I don't seem as grumpy. Oh boy. I know. It's getting late. I'll, I'll, I'll st- <laughs> I, I ate beforehand. I know better than to come on a show <laughs> before I eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Jen, thank you for coming on. We'll have you on again soon. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Lots of good discussion. And we will talk to you again soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was it was a lot of fun. I'm surprised we haven't done this sooner. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll do it again. <laughs> we'll catch Alrighty. up. We have all the time in the world to catch up. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jen. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye. All right. That's it. Two hours. I'm done. I'm done. Like I said, we'll be tea time. Myself will be at NVE March 16th and 17th at Mohegan Sun. Uh, Zophie, a bunch of people will be there. A lot of people will be there. It's going to be fun. A lot of fun. Um, TeaTimeLiquid.com and VP Live code VP Live for 25% off free shipping. I never promote my juice. It's about time I promote it because it's good. Anyway, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. I will do another podcast again soon, I promise, within the next few weeks. Actually, I take that back probably three weeks, but it'll be soon. I'll let you know. Just follow the Facebook. VP Live Network on Facebook. And before I go, people, listen, the VP Live Facebook is for everything Kevin that I discuss on this show, whether it's vaping related or not. Sometimes the posts are vaping related. Sometimes they're not. You want to know why? Because sometimes on this fucking show, I talk about stuff that's vaping related and sometimes I don't. So it's a little mix of everything. So the people on there going, oh, I'm leaving because this is not about vaping. Well, get the fuck out then. I never said the VP Live page is all about vaping. If you just want to see stuff about vaping on there, get the fuck off because you're going to see more than stuff about vaping. There's going to be vaping. There's going to be uh, all kinds of stories, things I find interesting I put on there. And the majority of people who listen to me get that, and they follow it, and they like it. If you just want to see vaping stuff, don't send me a message. I'm going to leave your page if you're not going to post vaping stuff. Then leave. Get the fuck off. I don't care. Christ's sakes. I don't give a fuck. It's just a place for me to put stuff that I find interesting that more than likely, if you want to know what my next show is going to be about, follow VP Live Network on Facebook. That's simple. That's it. I'm done before I get myself worked up again. I'm out. I will talk to you soon.